I'm Tyler Dennering. I'm Connery Hansen. And this is The Franchise. And today, we're on a new franchise. <laughs> it's so hard for me to not say franchise or franchise in the wrong place. Today, we're on a new franchise. Today, we're on a new franchise. Back, <laughs> back to the future. Da, 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 da. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> And we're joined today by special guest and longtime friend, Joseph D. Horn. Out of my middle initial. Nice. Tyler W. Dennering. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, Joseph? No, do me, do me. Connery, Connery. I.P. Hansen. Yeah. I was hoping you'd Intellectual say Intellectual property Hansen. <laughs> the man with two middle names. <laughs> How are you doing, Joseph? Bye, Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, we're going to spend this episode with me calling you Joseph the whole time and Connery calling you Joe the whole time. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be just how it is. Um, we're talking to do different two different sides of Joe with the hat and without. <laughs> well, we can't see either way. <laughs> he's got no camera. Yeah, this is the first episode yeah. without a, a camera, so... I'm gonna imagine Joseph with a hat, and you can imagine him with his hat backwards or something. Yeah, he's got his scruffy hair look in my head right now. <laughs> Actually, Grayson just gave me a haircut yesterday. Oh, nice. I, you know what? I think I've seen you with that haircut, so it's definitely not scruffy anymore. No, so she did a really good job. Nice, awesome. So, Grayson, everyone's favorite guest. <laughs> everyone's oh, yeah, <laughs> past and future. Everyone's yeah, favorite guest, people, Grayson Hansen. Right? Yeah, they know who she, she was. She did legally blonde yes. yeah <laughs> and Haley just did a legally blonde the musical Haley o'brien yeah oh nice <laughs> but, so we bookended it <laughs> yeah with the uh, hansen constituents exactly the hansen <laughs> constituents <laughs> and and, Ma- and marion <laughs> yeah and marion was there too <laughs> she she gave us some good balance some much needed balance i would argue <laughs> yeah she sent the good ener- the good energy back after throwing up on her floor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've been meaning to do this franchise for a while, this trilogy, because yeah, uh, Joseph, Joseph, I'm surprised you haven't. Uh, <laughs> what's the correct word? I don't know. Bothered me more <laughs> about doing this sooner. <laughs> yeah, because you told me this was the second one you guys were going to do after Hunger Games, so I've been yeah. waiting for like two, three months now to finally <laughs> record. Tw- twiddling your thumbs, you've just yeah. been like, ne- you haven't slept since. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been staring at his phone saying, when, when, when? Where are my friends? Where are my <laughs> They've friends? abandoned me. Uh, no, it's all good. I know it's, <laughs> there's a lot of movies out there, so. Uh, I don't wait. What did we do second? Indiana Jones. Yeah, we did Indiana Jones. Yeah. Well, now we're even. The more we do this, the better we get at it. So this series will be even better than it would be if we did it earlier, Joseph. Ah, oh, that's mm. true. <laughs> but um, yeah. What's new with you, Joseph? I I I feel like I haven't even talked to you <laughs> recently. We just te- <laughs> like we text back and forth, but it's like yeah. What, what yeah. are you up to? Uh, I mean, just quarantining at my apartment, and yeah. uh, you know, no work, so. Hoping that, uh, you know, things get better soon, but I kind of feel like they won't for a while, so. Do you have any positive yeah. news, Joseph? 
Um. No. I, <laughs> I, I finished story. brewing my batch, my latest batch of beer. Ooh, it turned out good. Tell us more. It's a, it's the same cream ale that I made for my birthday last year. Oh, that, that, you, was good. that you guys had. It's mm-hmm. called Disraeli Beers because of the cream <laughs> nice. album that's called Disraeli Gears. So it's a cream ale. Yeah. It's a cream <laughs> ale. So that's a fun one. Good old Ginger Baker and Eric Clapton. Yeah. Uh I need to watch that Ginger Baker documentary that they did like, I don't know, like a decade ago, because apparently he's just because it was like when he was in his seventies or something and he's just like a mad bastard basically. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that too, that sounds fun. Yeah. But uh yeah, I always liked him a lot. He is like one of the first drummers that really brought into like the double bass drum like kick pedals and things. Like he brought that into heavy metal. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah, Red Cap Brewing, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, because of my Cardinals hat. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. And Stu Rosen used to call me Red Cap. <laughs> Joseph is wants to net. Wait, is that the right term? Want not. He's not wants to never not wear his hat. <laughs> <laughs> wants. That was like a, a scramble of words. <laughs> that's a quadruple <laughs> negative. <laughs> Uh, if you see someone out in the public wearing a <laughs> Red Cardinals hat, maybe it's Joseph Horn. If they're wearing cargo shorts as well, it's definitely Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, uh, yeah, no happy news with baseball either. So, Yeah. No, our softball team can't do anything either. No baseball. Yeah. No softball. I just got an email from our softball league saying he's fine. They're finally going to refund us our money for this season. Oh, oh good. Nice. I hadn't I've... charged you guys yet, but I but I had paid the deposit and then. Oh, because yeah, so at least you get all your cash back. That's yeah. Good. yeah. I forgot if we paid you yet or not. That will be for food. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not going to make you guys pay me until it actually happens. I don't want to send it back if I have to send it back. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our softball team, the Gorillas. The Gorillas. I We're feel, good. I feel like I was finally ready for it now because I've I like the first month of quarantine. I just like sat in a chair and just decomposed, and then <laughs> I like, know I need it. Like <laughs> I just want to go out and like throw the ball around again, like you yeah. know. But uh. but I finally started like I just I borrowed my uncle's bike, so I've just been biking for the past few couple months, and I'm just like, yeah, if I sprinted in or on a softball game. This time, I wouldn't just have a severe injury immediately, yeah. <laughs> like last season, because I just my body was just shit. So I feel like I'll be more ready for it. And I'm gonna go back to the gym when the quarantine stuff is over, and my muscles will have hopefully muscle memory, and I'll just snap back to the weight I lost. Nice. <laughs> yeah, my gym just came back or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, like we're starting up again." So I just emailed them immediately. I'm like, "I'm not comfortable going back to the gym." So yeah, uh, luckily, uh, my 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 trainer and I guess friend now Nico, I mean, at my <laughs> birthday party for Christ's sake. Um, he texted me the other day and he was like, "Oh, dude, starting back up again." I was like, "I was like, all right, tell me your safety precautions and I, and I'll listen and I'll maybe be yes or no about it." He was like, "Okay, sweet," and I did not hear back from him. So I'm guessing yeah. even maybe he was like, "No." <laughs> Wait, he was at your birthday party. Yeah, yo, you weren't there for that. Oh, you did get to meet Nico. Oh, you, oh, you were at the Western one. That's oh, right. right. Yeah, you're a Western um, murder mystery, murder right? Mystery. Yeah. Written and directed by Joseph Horn. 
Yes. Yeah. The illustrious Joseph D. Horn. Yeah, it's like because I went two years ago and it was a like old Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And Joseph, you wrote all that too. And I was basically an Orson Welles analog. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just very drunkenly on, very drunk on Poem of Song Wine the whole time. And Lily like uh, post made it like a bourbon because she was just so nervous about acting. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it'd be better though. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, and I'm bummed that I missed the uh, the last one. But I saw some pictures, and just like the old West one, Joseph, you had a not only a wardrobe change, but a facial hair change as well. <laughs> yeah. Again, so that's I always started, a lot of fun. So I grew my I grew my beard out for like I think it was like five months, wow. and then and then yeah. I shaved it into uh, mutton chops. For the yeah. party, for my first costume, you, you had that thing where like, it, it was like the mutton chops, and they connected to the mustache, or did you just do? Mutton yeah, chops? yeah. So like the full, yeah, it was like the friendly mutton chops where the mustache connects yeah. to. Because then, I remember we we had a conversation like, "What facial hair are you gonna do?" And I'm like, "Uh, I don't, I'm thinking about doing like the the friendly mutton chop." You're like, "No, I'm doing that. Do something <laughs> else." <laughs> yeah, and then I shaved that into like a a mustache for the sheriff. No. <laughs> nice. when i came back at the end <laughs> and i feel Wait. like as will be tradition now i will come up with my own murder theory and get it wrong <laughs> was were you were you playing the victim in the beginning again or uh me and jacob again so this time jacob died first <laughs> and i died yeah. second and it was great jacob died in the bathroom <laughs> and he, again? He, he just he just played dead and i had to try and lift him up off the toilet no he wasn't actually going to the bathroom but he was fully clothed but he like didn't help me out at all i was like you could help me drag you and he just stayed dead the whole time <laughs> drag, i like literally dragged him into the den i was like oh my god and then hey, i died man. in the kitchen and grayson found me yeah Speaking of dying on the toilet, that's how Doc Brown came up with the idea for the flux <laughs> capacitor. Yes, he did. Right. He fell off the toilet and yeah. hit his head. But, but we'll come back to that later. <laughs> Is next year's Connery's birthday going to be like uh, like a sci-fi murder mystery, or are you just getting worn out, oh, Joseph? Because it sounds like a yeah, lot of work. I was going to be like, well, next year you'll be there, Tyler, but like, I don't know, if Joe, if you want to be put through all the ringer every single year <laughs> yeah, for this it's, now. It's fun. It's just sci-fi is tough because of like costumes and technology and such that it's like, yeah. you know, we like, can all we, just I probably like, really want to do a superhero foil. one, but I was like, it would just be hard because like superheroes, we don't actually have powers. So it's like, what would we, you know, do? And, I like, said like Watchmen. Yeah. But even then it's like, what, like. What would, how would, you know, superheroes dying without, or like who's going to die and like what's going to, I don't know. It was, yeah, uh, it, it, it's, it's a little more complicated. And yeah. People be trying to use their superpowers and be dorky as hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about like vampires? What if you have like a Van Helsing murder mystery party? <laughs> Back to work. Like the movie Van Helsing with Hugo Weaving? <laughs> exactly like the movie version with, with Hugo Weaving and. Hugh wait, Jackman. Wait, yeah. Did I say Hugo Weaving? I meant Hugh Jackman. You did say Hugo Weaving. I literally <laughs> oh, thought God. Hugo Weaving was I, like the big scary vampire in it, and that's what you said. It. I don't think he is. I usually get He's everything right. Not. I get everyone's names right, but <laughs> you got it wrong. Yep. Now you're the idiot me this episode. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the turntables. <laughs> yeah, I love that quote. <laughs> 
but yeah, we're talking about Back to the Future today at some point. Yeah, right. But, but um, <laughs> before that, we're going to talk about Spike Lee's new movie, The Five Bloods, uh, a little uh, somewhat briefly, because um, I was like, hey, Joseph, you are really into Vietnam stuff. Uh, you should check it out. And like, I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> and then Joseph, yeah. you watched it and you're like, hey, it's not like really what we really expected. Like, it's good. It's really good. But it's like not really like it's not like a straightforward Vietnam kind of movie. Mm-hmm. The Vietnam War movie. But um yeah, I don't know. What was your, what was your guys' uh, impressions overall of that movie? Uh Joe, would you like to go first? Yeah. Yeah, so I I mean even just based on the trailer, I thought it was going to be more of like a war movie, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Chadwick Boseman playing like the younger, you know, guy. I was like, "Oh, he's going to be in it a lot." Um, you know, and but I was and I was surprised with what I ended up seeing and you know, not not in a bad way. It was still a very enjoyable movie. Um it was really more just of an adventure movie, a treasure hunt movie to go find the gold. It's more what it focused on. Um, I thought overall I enjoyed it. There were a few like stylistic choices I wasn't happy with. Um, like I don't know about you, but the shifting aspect ratios, absolutely. Oh, I liked that. I hated it. I absolutely hated oh. that. <laughs> like, not the fact that they're different necessarily, but like that they literally morph like from one into the other. I just I wasn't a fan. It um, made me wonder. It's like they must have shot it on the same aspect ratio and then like just cropped the format, right? Because it's like, yeah. I read like Spike Lee like wanted it to be that ratio specifically for the Vietnam flashbacks, right? And like there's and like I it's literally like the the fact that it morphs that like it morphs yeah. back and forth. Cause like the, like grand Budapest hotel famously did like the different aspect ratios for different eras. And it worked mm-hmm. because it just like cut to like all of a sudden it was a different aspect ratio. But like with this, like the screen literally like opens up or like shrinks, like, you know what I mean? You, you notice so that, you're, right? You're less of a fan of like the transition period between them. <laughs> yeah. Like the literal, like the screen just grew or shrunk. It's just like a nitpicky thing that I, that I didn't well, like, but. It, that made me wonder. It's like since they since it grew in trunk like that, like it obviously they didn't shoot it originally in four three, right? Like they shot it in the same aspect ratio, but on film, and then like cut off part of the frame. Is that I'm how they sure, were able to do I that? I read that or? they I read that they actually filmed the flashback scenes on sixteen millimeter reversal. Okay, yeah, because like it looked like, like it, like videography. Yeah, the look of it the, definitely felt like Vietnam footage. Yeah. Because that's exactly like the news reporters in Vietnam would use 16 millimeter reversal, so that's what Spike Lee wanted to use. But so I, you know, I don't know if maybe they just kind of punched in for that transition shot, and then they you know went back to I don't know. But yeah, that it's just it was just like a minor, and then the, and then the other nitpick I had was like all the um, the pictures were fine themselves, but they were, they'd be on the screen for, like, two seconds. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, when you cut to, like, um, like the pictures of, of people, like, Christmas like addicts and, like, like, yeah. Like, and they, and yeah. they'd be on the screen for, like, two seconds, and it's, like, blink and you miss it. And it's like, why? Just leave it up a little bit longer so I can see what you're showing me. Like, I don't know. That that was, like, me and Jose were both kind of like, why are those on the screen so quick? I don't I didn't have an issue with him putting them in there. But to me, I was just like, why are you like putting it up for two seconds and then taking it away? I don't know. But that but that was just like the nitpick stuff. I wonder if part of that was because he knew it was going to Netflix. It's like 
He's like, oh, people can just pause it if they want to look at it longer. Huh. Or maybe it's more of like a subliminal flash. That's yeah, what that's I what I was it... thinking. Like, it's meant to be like subliminal, yeah. like, a, like just like boop, boop. And you're like, oh, what was that? Oh. <laughs> and I heard like this movie does get better like the more times you see it. But um, mm. yeah, there's like there's a lot of editing, uh, especially in the beginning of this movie that I'm like, oh, like stylistically, like I don't really like agree with this. Like I don't I wouldn't personally do this, but I'm just like, yeah, this is definitely just like straight up Spike Lee style. And like, I have no yeah, that... reason to like say it's wrong because he just has always done stuff kind of like this yeah, i'm not saying it's like, wrong i'm just saying it's yeah. just like i i didn't yeah, care for right. it but like it, that's just me you know yeah uh, but again and again overall the whole movie was great i thought um you know that i thought the acting was good the story was fun and good and uh i, I like this i like like kind of treasure hunt movies like that and then you know seeing them all like fall apart with the you know Creating greedy over the gold and all that. It was very. Uh, I read an article that um, Spike Lee is a big fan of Treasure of the Sierra Madre, and I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I definitely. I guess like if I had read that article before I watched the movie, I think I would have known. I would have known more what I was going in for than like just watching the trailer, thinking it was a yeah. more movie. Yeah, for sure. And it reminded me of uh, this Clint Eastwood movie, Kelly's Heroes, which I think I've only seen once. It was on like AMC or something a long time ago, or like Turner Classic Movies. It's like this movie from the early 70s where it's basically like World War II American soldiers go AWOL and like steal Nazi gold and kind of like go off on their own. So it's like similar to that as well, which I'm sure was also just influenced by Treasure of Sierra Madre. Yeah, <laughs> like, like any gold movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like uh, there's parts in this movie where it's just like bummed that it became about them like breaking apart because of the gold. But I'm yeah. just like, but that's also like... I feel like that's an indication of it being really good because it made me really stressed out. Being like, just, just everyone, just stay together and be good yeah. friends. Like, stop. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, like that's what it's like. I, I feel like it's, yeah, it's like, like you hate it. Be, like you hate seeing them fall apart, but like that's what makes it good, right? Yeah, you because know? you're actually like feeling these emotions and stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you really hate a character or if you really, like, are feeling something in a scene that, like, you don't like, like, unless the movie's just poorly made, <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. a good thing, even though you don't want to feel it. Like, the uh, landmine was... In- yeah. I was just waiting I, for that to happen for so long. I thought yeah, it happened because, earlier, you know? Yeah, me too. Like, when, when he had, like, the metal detector, yeah, yes. I was like, oh, like, his son met, like, the the landmine people there's gonna be a landmine he keep, and he keeps right. running around like oh i found him i found him i was like oh he's definitely just gonna like run over one and then he didn't that's all i was, I was like, doing during that scene like landmine landmine yeah <laughs> and then yeah, i, I think like, it was okay. that scene in particular i was watching it with uh, my girlfriend lily and she was just like <laughs> i think it was that scene in particular afterwards she's just like i'm literally sweating watching this movie like it's so stressful at points yeah it, it does set up an expectation because of what we know from like typical story structure i guess for movies yeah. and then it like minorly subverts it, and then it just comes back like a couple scenes later. <laughs> so yeah, not what mm-hmm. you expect, you know. Yeah, I liked that. I was like, oh, nice. I kind of, but then like when he started backing up and like not looking where he was going, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. now the landmine's gonna hit. I was like, that's where it's gonna happen because, like, yeah, uh, he, he wasn't looking where he was going, and he didn't really need to be walking backwards. So I was like, why is he walking backwards? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but then when they like yank his son off that was so intense i was like oh man oh, yeah, that was great <laughs> that yeah. was cool <laughs> spoiler warning 
Yeah, I assume this. We're going to spoil the entire The Five Bloods. I assume there's just one. If you listen to this podcast and we're talking about a movie, like. Yeah, we're going to spoil shit. We're going to spoil all the five of them. All five bloods. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, speaking less about the aspect ratio, but just the fact that they shot on 16 millimeter. I guess they also shot 35 as well as. On IMDb, it says eight millimeter. I'm guessing that's like the little camera that they had. Yeah, on yeah, the that, like they actually shot all that on eight millimeter, which is cool. Yeah, and all that stuff is really cool, considering that this movie is like being distributed by Netflix because they are such sticklers, I guess, for shooting things on like 4K minimum format. Really? Like, um, I don't know. That. What's his name? The why am I totally spacing? Um, the director of like Whiplash and First Man. Uh, uh, Damien Chazelle. Yeah, he just came out with a show on Netflix about like this like French uh, jazz club, and he directed like the first two episodes, and they only allowed him to shoot on Super Sixteen, and then the rest of the episodes a different director was directing, so they wouldn't they they made that those directors shoot on like four K like I think red like six K or something weird. like that. Why they? Yeah, because they're just like oh. really particular about it. It's just like I don't know because it's like it's still being distributed like. Like a, even like Super Sixteen film is like still like high resolution. I don't know what the what it translates to if it's four K, but you know, I, I yeah. guess they're just really particular about who they allow to shoot on film for like a, a straight up Netflix film. So. It's intriguing. Hmm. The yeah. other stylistic thing was um, the the older guys playing like themselves being younger. Yeah, which I actually like. I was thought it was okay. Like if it if it had been fifty percent flashbacks, like I thought it was gonna be, I think it would have been weird. But since there's only like four or five flashbacks, I was like, oh, that's cool because it's like it's, I yeah. I read an article apparently Spike Lee wanted to do that like de aging software, but Netflix wouldn't give him the money for it. Really? Uh, that's yeah. I was see I was talking Jose and I were t- actually having this conversation because I was like I wonder why they didn't, and Jose was like Netflix isn't going to give him the money to do that. And I was like, mm. but it's Spike Lee. I mean, and like, I know he's not Scorsese, but like Netflix is trying so desperately to like be legitimate. Like they're trying to like be their own studio and like rival like all the big studios that I'm like, even even if Spike Lee's not Scorsese, like they should just. He's pretty I'm, famous. He's yeah, really he's, famous. He's still he just really won an famous, Oscar like two years think, ago. Yeah. Yeah. You like, would he, think they would just has, throw money at him. If he wants de-aging software, he should Exactly. It, yeah. That was my, that was my side of the argument. I was like, Netflix is going to, it's still Spike Lee. They're going to throw money at him. But so that's interesting to find out that I don't have to tell Jose that, that they, they didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. That's crazy. Jose, roommate of Joseph, boyfriend of yes. everyone's favorite guest, Grayson Hansen. <laughs> Future guest of the podcast. Who is, who is constantly alluded to in our Legally Blonde episode. Yeah, he, yeah, he may loom slightly or almost as large as Cameron. Yeah, the mysterious Cameron Takeda. Um, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, because I was talking to Lily about that too, about the de-aging. It's just like, if they did do that, it would just make the movie more expensive for no reason because I think it works better this True. way because it deals with, the whole movie deals with like uh, the trauma of like memory and also nostalgia at the same time. It's just like, it fits, mm-hmm. it works way better the yeah. fact that they are these old dudes in this like war with their young commander. Yeah, because... it's like they're still there. They're still stuck there. Yeah, definitely. It works with like their PTSD and just like their memories mm-hmm. of everything. So I thought that was really cool. And like, um, for the most part, it seems like people really like it. I was just reading Letterboxd reviews, which can sometimes be like a little mixed. 
of a mm-hmm. result. But just like there's only a few people where it's just like, oh, it was so stupid that they just they were just still old when it was a flashback. I'm like, <laughs> I think you're missing the point a little bit, person. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I thought it worked really well. Like the way the the way it, because it was like I said, so it wasn't really a war movie. It was like more about the flashbacks and like Connery said, like it was about their memories of the war and stuff so i thought it worked really well i thought it was definitely appropriate and uh captured that really well Mm -hmm. yeah and just i I don't know like everybody in the cast like i just i think i liked the whole cast pretty much you know yeah oh yeah excellent cast i was uh i was hearing i think twitter release was a buzz that chadwick boseman should win an academy award and i'm like no (laughs) give give yeah, and I was like, he's in four scenes, so one no. Give it to like the guy with the MAGA hat. He deserves the best supporting actor, at least, or like just a lead role thing in general. He's in it so much. I'm like, this guy, this guy gives like the performance of a freaking lifetime. Yeah, he's fantastic in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Delroy Lindo, who yes, I guess he's Delroy Lindo. He was in like three other Spike Lee movies, uh, those of which I haven't seen yet. But like, he's in Crooklyn and then a couple others. But um. And he's just been around forever, like acting and things. And like, it's cool that he's finally given his moment when he's like almost seventy or something. Yeah, he is phenomenal. Um, like, I was glued so to the screen every single time he was there. He's also he's there pretty much all the time. But. He's also British, and it's just like, oh wow, what? really? Yeah, it goes to show how like American actors are just so bad at doing other accents, <laughs> and then British people can just like be American, no problem. But you know what it is? It's like it's because. You know, there are so many American accents on TV and in movies that when <laughs> yeah. you grow up watching, like when people and because no, it's true. Like I, I know, like when my sister moved to Texas, like people would tell her, like, "Oh, you talk how people talk on TV," like because she doesn't have a Texas <laughs> accent, but she, that's what they all told her. Like, they're like, "You talk like you sound like people on TV because like, you said like them, they're TV she people." Like they're from Cal- she's from California. Like she so. just has a mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> no, like the California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that california twang that we all have (laughs) yeah and just like spike lee of all people having a character wearing like a maga hat throughout and he's kind of like Mm -hmm. ends up like he doesn't really seem to start off as the main character but he really ends up being yeah it's his story ultimately and yeah he i was reading an article uh from the atlantic uh they uh david sims interviewed him and like the screenwriters and they're talking about that character in particular and like the MAGA hat and everything. And Spike Lee was just saying like, Oh, like when uh, it it all stems back from when I was a kid and my parents would tell me that like, uh, you know, like it's like all people, but it's just like um, black people are not monolithic, you know, like everybody Mm -hmm. has their own opinions and different opinions, just like everybody else, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, he's not, he's allowing this like expansive view of, um, black culture and and like black men especially human like personality in general yeah and vietnam vets and stuff it's just like everybody was united by this war at the time like at least the soldier not not as a country obviously but mm. the soldiers fighting alongside each other and you know like um black men were discriminated against and were having a revolution of their own in the u.s you yeah. know mm-hmm. but they're still fighting and they're fighting uh like in this unit together so it's like yeah so it's like the war was uniting in a way but then you know they go back home and everybody ends up veering on into different paths so it's really interesting seeing 
all these men come back together like as older men in their 60s and stuff it kind of it's kind of like the best version i've seen of that Mm -hmm. there's so many bad versions of it like this like movie kind of starts off as like a really good version of last vegas or something (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that like uh, when i first saw like oh this is last vegas okay it'll be like kind of dorky let's do this yeah and they're just dancing in a club and like having a good time and like some former Viet Cong like give them (laughs) buy them (laughs) cocktails or something yeah one of the guys learns he has a daughter that he's never known about yeah so it's like, oh, that's I'm like, wow, this is really nice. Then it just gets darker and more and more complicated and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's really interesting and like psychological. So yeah, I don't know. I recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely recommend it. I would it. recommend it, it as well. It's very it's, enjoyable. It's a very interesting movie that every time you think it's going to be about one thing, I feel like it veers off in an even better direction, if yeah. you ask mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and it's not all psychological. There's still some good, like, gunfights and stuff, too. And mm-hmm. just all the characters, there's just a lot of... Uh, they go from extremely traumatic to really fun, like... <laughs> On a dime. Yeah, like their friend, <laughs> who's the, the the guy with the minesweeper or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I like him a lot. He's just pretty funny. And, like, like the line he has about Champelises or something, like, and the French woman's just oh, laughing yeah. at him, but, like, in an endearing <laughs> way. That line is just really funny. Yeah. So... Yeah, check it out. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. And yeah. And, um Yeah. That's the power of love. Although hopefully <laughs> yeah. hopefully they've already seen it if they've heard, so I guess we don't really need to tell them to check it if they're listening to this. We if you haven't lot, seen so it <laughs> and don't mind spoilers, check it out. Yeah, if you haven't seen yeah. it, sorry we spoiled it, check it out. But hopefully you have seen it already. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like some people who listen to this are like, oh, that does sound cool. I've had the best moment spoiled for me. I'm going to watch it in. But I feel like we kept some stuff secret, some good stuff secret about what happens yeah. in it. Yeah. There's some parts we definitely. left out. Um, and aside from that, I can definitely, in terms of Vietnam War content, I could definitely recommend Ken Burns' uh, Vietnam documentary. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, Ken Burns is kind of like, a filmmaker that I love to watch when I'm like putting together Ikea furniture. Cause it takes me a long time to like build furniture <laughs> so I can watch like eight hours and still not be done. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> it's a really good documentary and it has music by like Trent Reznor and stuff in it, but, um, it's just pretty comprehensive. Um, so if you guys haven't seen that and then one other thing I was just going to say is Joseph, have you heard of, uh, the game rising storm Two Vietnam? Yeah. Have you played that? I think we talked about this before. I th- yeah. I, like, I think, because it came out a long time ago, right? Like, Yeah, it came out in like... Tsh- or was that Rising Storm 1 Vietnam? I don't know. Uh, it's This came out in 2017. Okay, yeah. Because it's like a sequel of a sequel of a sequel that's like in different places, but... Yeah, I, play, I played the like original Rising Storm 2, which was like modern day, but yeah. Yeah, but this is just like a Vietnam War like shooter, but it's like I'm not gonna say it's <laughs> incredibly realistic, but it, like it's still like pretty realistic for a shooter, and you get to play as like all different types of um, forces, like the National Liberation Front and mm. like the NVA, the U.S. Army, the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, the Arvin, which is like the Southern Vietnamese forces fighting against communism, yeah. as well as the Australian Army. So, um. I will say, like, I played when I was living with my friend Cameron Takeda. 
that I ring. Uh, he had there he it, is again. He had a, his old PC I got to play on, and uh, we would play this game a lot. And it's just like, yeah, it's like a video game, so of course it's not like... You know, <laughs> I'm not comparing it at all to like something like The Five Bloods. The Carnage of or, War. <laughs> or The Carnage of War. Um, but it is like... I learned a lot about like the weaponry of Vietnam, but then also just all the different side, like different armies on each side. Like I, I didn't even realize like the Arvin were really a thing until playing this game. So yeah. I recommend it for any of you gamers out there. <laughs> uh, Joe, what about uh, Crusader Kings Three? Are you going to get on that <laughs> when yeah, that comes hard, out in September? Hard. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I, I might. I still playing Hearts of Iron though. So oh right, me. yeah. That's keeping me busy. Hearts of Iron 4. Which, speaking of, like, not realizing different armies and stuff, like, Hearts of Iron 4 is a, if you don't know, it's a it's a tactical, but also somewhat political, like, World War II strategy game. And so you can literally play as, like, any country in the entire world and participate in World War II. So, like, you just, there's just, like, so many small countries that it's, like, you know, it'll tell you, like, what they did historically and, like, how they contributed to the war. And you're, like, oh, okay. So, like, even, you know, countries like Yugoslavia and, like, stuff that, like, weren't a huge part of the war. I mean, they had their own thing going on in the Balkans and all that. And it's just really interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I love history in general so it's like any kind of game where i can just learn about like really specific things yeah it's like that's why i like civ which is like really similar yes. version of that but <laughs> civilization i'd learned so much like i've learned so much from civilization yeah but i'll like i like especially like the monuments and stuff like i'd walk around when i was in europe i'd be like oh that thing's in civilization oh the pyramids of egypt this is in civilization <laughs> This reminds you of my trip through Venice, Italy, and being like, oh, yes, Assassin's Creed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, there's Spider Man. (laughs) Spider Man. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess we should talk about Back to the Future now. (laughs) I guess. We're having so much fun. But yes, Joseph, you wanted to watch this with us, or talk about it rather with us, uh, for quite a while. Um, So sorry we haven't gotten to you sooner about it. (laughs) Please accept our humblest apologies. If we had a DeLorean that could go 88 miles an hour with a flux capacitor in it, we would go back and do this all over in a different way. Yeah. And then wouldn't release it until now. Yeah. It's okay, man. <laughs> Just release it till now anyway. So nobody would know the difference. That's the perfect <laughs> amount of time travel. Yes. But uh, why do you Yeah, why do you like these movies so much? And, like, this is your favorite one, right? The first one? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... I mean, the first one is my favorite, mostly just because it's so, like, so, like, tight, and, like, it moves, like, everything, it just leads to the next, and there's, which we'll, I mean, we'll talk when we talk about the movie, but also, like, I really got into it mostly because of the ride at Universal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I went on, I went on that before I ever saw the movie. Oh, cool. And... We used to go, and I, th- I thought it was really funny. Like, I liked the intro thing with Biff and, like, the, all the characters. And I was like, oh, like, I like this a lot. I want to watch the movie. Um, but we, Connor and I used to go to Universal all the time when we were right. kids. And so we rode that ride a bazillion times. And uh, I eventually, I mean, I saw the movie in between all that. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think that's just, it's just such, like, a fun, like, enjoyable movie that you can just put on and, like, laugh through and, um, but there's also suspense and action and like the score is amazing. That score is great. 
Yeah, I definitely realized like watching it this time, like the score really like brings a lot to the movie. Um, yeah, it's just very energetic. And like even some scenes where I'm just like, oh, he's just running. But it's like the score is so good where it's just like, yeah, yeah this is really good. <laughs> even like the and even like the pop song choices are all like pretty on point. It's just really fun. Like, yeah, I mean, again, we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably bring them up as we talk about the movie. But um yeah, it's just it's just always been like a favorite movie of mine, and a lot of times I call it my favorite. Uh, but it's you know it's hard for me to pick one favorite movie. It's just kind of yeah. like that you, you know when someone asks you your favorite movie is you kind of have to have an answer. So I just like that's <laughs> what I realized in film school. Like people always say what's your favorite movie, and I'm like I you know I just there's so many. Like how do you choose one? And so I just was like I'm just gonna pick Back to the Future and just say that because it is like up there. And then that way I just have an answer. <laughs> so, like, when someone asks what it is, I say Back in the Future. Yeah. Far, is it really? Cool. I don't know. It's What I always say is it's like, it's the movie that, like, I could always rewatch. Like, it doesn't matter what mood I'm in, I can always pop it in and watch it. You know, like, some other favorites, like The Godfather, but, like, I'm not just going to sit down <laughs> any time and watch The Godfather, right? right? Like, yes. but Back in the Future, it doesn't matter what mood I'm in, doesn't matter what, like, day, day of the week, what time of year, whatever, I can always, like, throw that movie on and, like, enjoy it. And I think that's what that's what makes it my favorite. Yeah, definitely. That's like Return of the Jedi for me, probably. It's like the perfect ingredients for me to be like, yeah, I just watch this at any time, really. Like, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, I feel like, is a better film. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. it's probably like the best made Star Wars movie, probably. But I my favorite is still probably Return of the Jedi. And like that was just my favorite growing up because like it just has a perfect mixture of things. It's like, yeah, the Ewoks, like, yeah, some people might think that's kind of dumb, but, like, it's just, like, easy to consume. <laughs> like, I can just put it on at any <laughs> yeah. time. Much like the Ewoks easily consume the Stormtroopers, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I can definitely say that with Back to the Future. And uh, I, I, I've seen this first one, all, like, a lot of times to the point where, like, we were just talking about it before this. I'm like, yeah, I remember, like, everything that happens in this movie, and that doesn't always yeah. happen for me. Uh, I only saw the second one, I think, once because it was just kind of like strange and off-putting, even though it was like still enjoyable. There's just like a lot of different time travel stuff going on. Yeah. And then by the time I got to the third one, um, it was like I liked I liked that one. I turned around on me where it's like, hmm, I think I almost like this one the best because it's just like a western, so that's fun yeah. and like nothing too crazy is going on. It's pretty simple. <laughs> but then again, yeah, I agree. The last time I saw these, I was like twelve or something. So. Yeah, no, I think, like, as far as the amount I've watched them, like, one is obviously the most by far, yeah. and then three is second, and, like, I've only seen the second one maybe a handful of times, because mm. I just don't, I like the first one, I like the third one, I still like the second one, but not as much as the other two. Yeah, it seems like there's, like, some cool stuff in the second one, and then, like, some interesting ideas, but then it just is a little convoluted and too much plot or something, I don't know. The almanac... Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like spoil it for me. I haven't seen the movie in so long that I don't even know the plot anymore. Uh, spoiler alert: There's a Jaws hologram that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Connor, when's the last time? You, yeah, you just said you haven't seen these in forever. So you haven't. Oh yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Back to the Future in years. The first one, so it was fun going back to it. Uh, I feel like I've seen the second one maybe once and I don't even remember when that was so I I have like virtually no memory of the plot whatsoever and I've never seen the third one at all so this will just be fun to go through and be like 
Yeah, you should go watch the third one because it's a western. So I think you'd like it. Oh, we're gonna get to the third one, so I have to watch oh, it on that's the show. True. Right? That's right. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I mean, you could just not watch it and then come on the episode and be like, "Yeah, I didn't watch it," and then the whole episode becomes about. That. I feel like that set a really bad precedent for the show if I did that. Yeah. They give you a free pass to start doing that. <laughs> hey, excuse me. I watch Legally Blondes of my own volition. <laughs> I need to complete things to understand everything. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So yeah, Joseph, you said you you're on the you went on the ride first, or that's mm-hmm. that's how you remember it, or whatever. It's like that's how kind of how I remember it. Um. But yeah, I didn't re- I didn't realize that was the case for you because I remember in college and everything, you're just like, yeah, Back to the Future is my favorite movie. I'm like, oh cool, he must have just like grown up watching this like all the time. But um, it's I I think that's how I was about it too, where I went on the ride when that was still there at Universal Studios, uh, Hollywood, and now it's like the Simpsons ride. Which yeah. is like still pretty fun, it's still but good. it's no yeah. it's no Back to the Future ride. That one's yeah. that's pretty great. <laughs> I feel like I have a memory of riding the Back to the Future ride for the last time with like you and a few other yeah. kids in middle school, and us being like, "This is the last time we're going to get to ride it." Cause yeah, because we, we knew Simpson it was ride. gonna. Yeah, we knew it was gonna close in like a week or so or whatever. I, th- I think maybe even like a few days. Like I think it was. It wasn't the last day, but it was like maybe the second or third to last. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It closed in 2007. Yep. Yeah. Legally Blonde the Musical was out. <laughs> <laughs> you went on the ride, Connery, and then you went straight to the Pantages. Straight to the Pantages. <laughs> and then I was told by my mother, my sister, and Haley that I <laughs> that couldn't come. So they only got in. three tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Um, but yeah, that's like something magical about like the right ride at a theme park, especially like a movie theme park, where it's like, um that's kind of how like i really wish i saw like what's it called like t2 3d or whatever uh i never oh, got terminator to, 2 3d yeah i never got to see that but uh what i guess i guess oh, Lily wow. did. yeah i never got to see that because it sounded really cool oh you would have loved it and now it's yeah. like the freaking like minions ride which the only time i've yeah. been on that was i was like I wasn't even drunk, but like we were day drunk before that at Universal, so I was like sobering up, and it was like still light outside, and I was just like disoriented. And we go on the fucking like Minions ride, and there's a big screen. I'm like, I've never seen a single Despicable Me movie. It's like, what's going on? It was pretty yeah, I haven't rough. been on that either. Huh? Banana. Banana. I haven't been on the Minions. It's a, it, like all the rides are different. Are the only one that's still there from when we were in middle school is like the Mummy. Yeah, the mummy. That's it. Because even Jurassic Park, they reworked. They reworked, mm-hmm. which is Jurassic it's probably World still now. mostly the same. But yeah, it's Jurassic Just, World. They have now. an animatronic Chris Pratt there somewhere now. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the new one. I don't know. I, I just. I went on Jurassic World be- right before like the pandemic, or whatever. Because I, I guess I still do have a Universal Pass, but I have no idea how that's going to work now. Like, do I get <laughs> days since it's closed? Oh, yeah. But um, you get double days. I didn't even think of that. What like annual passes are you gonna? Yeah. So it's like that. The Jurassic World ride, there's some nice additions to it. Like, it's a little more violent, honestly. Like, there's blood on the wall at some points. Um, But there's, like... The kids can do blood now. Yeah, there's a little bit more, like, screen work, where it's just, like, you see, like, the Mosasaurus, like, on a screen that's like, looks like it's... You're underwater, but I'm like... But Mm. when I was there, one of the screens was flickering. I'm like, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say, like, the best thing is probably the Tiki Bar outside. (laughs) Hey, even though it's like, do they, huh? Did the Indominus Rex replace the T Rex? I was always curious. No, about that. I don't. 
I don't think so. No, it's just at a different point. Okay, cool. But um, yeah, I wish I saw T2, and I think that's where my conversation with theme parks ended. <laughs> uh, I think Shrek 4D... Yeah, I saw Shrek 4D before it shut down. Yeah. I hate 4D movies so much. <laughs> Why? I, always, I feel like I get maximum liquid sprayed in my face at every single one of those I've ever been to. Ooh, I mean, the Shrek 4D ones are right. I think the worst thing that happens is like Shrek farts all over your body or something. But <laughs> yeah, you get vibrates. Yeah, donkey, and, like, sne- donkey sneezes, I think, right? And then you get yeah. splattered. Or... Yeah, but uh, I used to hate the ants, or not ants, the Bugs Life ride at Disneyland. Like, yeah, did you guys yeah. ever go to that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember being kind of... I hated of... that, too. Huh? Yeah, I remember being scared when I was really little. Yeah. <laughs> and so was my brother. Like, my dad actually had to, like, take my brother out of the theater. Yeah, I it's think it like, went... The seats, like, like, vibrate, and you feel, like, bugs crawling under. It's just yeah. disgusting. The last time I went, it was probably, like, 8th or 8th grade or something. Yeah, because I went with my, like, elementary school friend, Daniel... And I remember sitting next to him, and, like, I had experience on that thing, but he wanted to go on it, and I don't think he'd been on it before, like, the 4D ride. Um, <laughs> I just remember, like, closing my eyes, closing my nose, and moving, oh. standing above the seat, so it was just, like, completely away from the ride. <laughs> yeah. And then I opened my... Yeah, because there I was, did... like, something that, like, jabbed you in the back, too, yeah. right? Oh. I did it too early, for the queue so i was just doing that for a while and i opened my eyes and it happened hadn't hadn't happened yet and he was just looking at me i'm like wow i feel like a real like weenie <laughs> but this it, reminds me of uh you you're like your whole position there was um when i i think at disneyland with haley, haley o'brien me and grayson our families when we were really young we we go on the indiana jones ride and we kind of ask her oh what's your favorite like ride at disneyland he was like oh indiana jones i'm like what are you talking about you freak out you close your eyes the entire time and she was like she's like well it's really funny if you just close your eyes and plug your ears the entire time <laughs> Haley said like, that or not... yeah Haley yeah. O'Brien said that's really funny if you just close your eyes and plug your ears the entire time and I was like, what yeah that was definitely <laughs> another ride when i was a little kid that i would just be like i would close my eyes at a lot of points especially the snake but I feel like oh, we're just talking great. about theme parks now. <laughs> this is my this is like what I how what I do for work, so this is fine. <laughs> yeah, just start another theme park podcast, <laughs> right? I think that exists. You showed me that, in fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, should we just go through the movie? Uh, as yeah, we're already fifty begins? minutes in. We might as well. <laughs> oh god, this is gonna be a four hour <laughs> episode. Jeez. <laughs> All right, so Rude Goldberg Machine is meant to make, wake somebody up, but it doesn't. Um, yeah, because well, he's not that, there. But that's actually yeah, an important part of the movie, though. Like, there's so much foreshadowing just in that opening shot. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, like, clocks. I mean, obviously just the obvious, like, time, the clocks and the time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, um, you pan across, you see the... Hero Lloyd clock with the guy hanging off. Yeah, the clock I, I was gonna bring that up. Safety, like safety, is that yeah. safety last? Safety last. Yeah. yeah, the old Hero Lloyd movie. So, and that foreshadows. You have the TV where she's talking about the stolen plutonium, mm-hmm. and like the dog food piling up. Like, is that he's like, and it's also what Marty says on the phone. Like, Doc's been. He's like, Doc's like, I haven't been there in a week. And that's the same amount of time that Marty's in the future for one week. Oh, I mean, in the past for, in the past for. So there's like so. That's what I mean by like the script is just like so well written. Yeah, like it's really everything, tight. 
like points to something else like there's not even any like wasted like nothing's wasted it's so incredible i love me a good overture <laughs> but yeah yeah um Doc's still in Bretonium. Um, Marty arrives, and we meet our good buddy Marty McFly, who's cool <laughs> with a question mark. Um, I really like the yeah, reveal. Well, the, even huh? yeah, his character reveal. Yeah, they don't even show like, him. It's just like his feet show up off of a skateboard yeah. or something, right? And they just follow mm-hmm. his feet for a while to show like the plutonium underneath the table. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the first thing you see of him is like his sneakers and his skateboard, like in his blue jeans, and you're like, okay, like eighties kid. Yeah, it's and a then, really cool intro for like some kid you know like they don't just yeah. show him walking in it's it's kind of like a hero's entrance yeah. and then the guitar pick shot i love that shot where he's like <laughs> yeah it's like, like, he like pulls the pick up and it like shines and then oh man so good yeah there's a lot of really yeah, good like the... inserts like in like dolly moves and stuff just in this little intro and it just yeah. made me think of like especially like the like all the like complicated dolly setups it looked like it's just like because i guess eric stoltz was originally cast as marty yeah. McFly, so they had to like reshoot weeks of this movie i'm just like man how do you even i guess you just go back and look at the footage and like lay down the track exactly where it was before it just seems like a big pain to have yeah. to reshoot weeks of a movie you know i know yeah it's pretty crazy but yeah i mean apparently it was just Eric Stoltz was just horrible, though. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, way too <laughs> dramatic or something. Yeah. And I guess just, like, the actors all hated working with him. Oh, really? Oh. Wow. Yeah. I like a lot of the actors in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. This It's really, really good casting. And Marty? you can see, I mean, because, yeah, Marty, like, Michael J. Fox was their first choice for Marty. It's just he was doing family ties, so he couldn't, at first, he said he couldn't do it. Mm. Um, and you could see why he was their first choice. Like he just worked so well for it. Yeah, it's like yeah. really organic. And I guess he was filming Family Ties at the same time he was shooting this. I'm just like, how do you even? Yeah. <laughs> he was working like yeah. 20 hours a day or something every day. Jeez. So he just like sprint from one set to the other. Yeah, like all the, all the night stuff in Back to the Future was like after he was done filming Family Ties, he'd go to the Back to the Future set at night. Whew. Yeah, pretty what crazy. A champ. True commitment. <laughs> Uh, Marty takes a call from Doc Brown, who tells him to meet him at the mall at 1.15 a.m., and all the <laughs> clocks go off, and uh, Doc tells Marty that those are 20 minutes, uh, those are 20 minutes slow. My 25 success. minutes. Like, They're all 25 minutes slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Marty's like, oh, no, I'm late for class, and he has to do the, dun, dun, don't need better, <laughs> And then he skates out into Burbank. <laughs> I always love that shot because that he skates out onto Victory Boulevard. Hey. And that there's that Burger King he passes, and then the Toys R Us. Yeah. And that's the Toys R Us I used to go to all the time as a kid. It looked something <laughs> like Burbank. And I was just like, this looks, yeah. I mean, you know. If you, the, brick building, huh? the brick building across the street from the Burger King is Airy. Airy? Oh, Airy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, area camera. Yeah, like you know where that is in Burbank. Like that's that's that that's that building. Yeah, before it that's wait the, was area the still there back then? No, it wasn't. I looked on the sign and it said it. I don't know something <laughs> else. I mean, also could have covered it up, but you know, I don't know. That Toys R Us, which is no longer there. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. I was I was watching Lost uh, Jurassic Park: The Lost World with uh, Lily like last month at some point because she's only seen the first Jurassic Park. And then, like, the Jurassic World movies. And she's like, mm. the only part she really liked was uh, the San Diego scenes at the end. Because she's, like, from San Diego area. You guys have seen uh, that yeah. movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Her favorite part isn't with the pterodactyls on the bridge. I, <laughs> part. I think that's the third one. 
Oh, that's the third one? Yeah, that's the third one. But, um, yeah, it's just, it was like, oh, you'll like this end part a lot. And it's like, there's like two scenes that are actually in San Diego. And then the rest, she's like, this looks like Burbank. <laughs> and, like, and then I looked it up, I'm like, yeah, this is actually Burbank. Yep, it is. <laughs> Sorry, I showed you this like Burbank. two hour movie. And there's only like three scenes actually in San Diego. Or three shots, rather. Yeah. It's funny because so, like my sister, my sister will watch movies with, or shows with her husband, and she'll like be like, "Oh, that's Burbank. I've been there." And he'll be like, "No, they're they're you know like whatever they're in." And the show like, "No, they're in like Tennessee or no, they're." And she's like, "They don't actually go there and film these things." Yeah. Like, <laughs> George just proceeds to have his world like rattled every single time she does something like that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. This movie basically goes from like Burbank to uh, Universal Backlot to South Pasadena to yeah. <laughs> Universal Backlot. Like it's all really self-contained. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marty arrives at school via grabbing on cars, which is super fun. And but yeah, Jennifer intercepts him, his girlfriend, and she says, "Oh no, Strickland's look- looking for you. Go around this way." But they get caught anyway by Strickland. Marty gets his fourth tardy in a row, but this doesn't really seem to mean anything. Uh, he it tries sort of out does for- only because it's uh, the conversation he has with Strickland about his dad and talking about how your dad was a slacker too. And he has the same because then later we see Strickland have that exact same conversation with his dad. Mm, yes, right. With George, Marty's more like his father than he knows. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Marty tries out for the talent show, but he rocks out a little bit too hard, and he gets rejected for being too loud. Yeah, and the talent show was the audition. The gym is also Burbank. My brother used to play basketball in that gym. Hey, go watch his games there. So That's I always like that scene, and then and then the judge that says you're too loud is Huey Lewis. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Which is always funny because it's his own song. Like he plays Power Marty's playing Power of Love in his audition, which is the song Huey Lewis wrote. And then he goes, "I'm afraid you're just too darn loud." <laughs> I always like that little bit of irony. <laughs> that is good. That's funny. Uh, Marty and Jen and Jennifer hang out afterwards. Um, I like this. This is one of those things, Joe, that comes back early, earlier from his father. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't know if like I, if I don't get accepted into the talent show, like I don't know if I can take this rejection. And she's like, yeah. just send your thing to the record label. You're really talented. And he's like, no, no, no. If they say no, I'm just going to – it'd be the worst thing in the world. Like I couldn't handle that. Yeah. He says, I just don't know if I can take that kind of rejection. And mm-hmm. this is the exact same words his father says later, which is mm-hmm. yeah. really cool. Uh, what basically happens is uh, also we learned that the clock tower the, the, or the clock on the what is it called municipal building what is it Joe yeah the clock tower of the Hill Valley That's a clock tower okay yeah so the clock tower was hit by lightning at 10:04 p.m. Yeah. 30 years ago and it has been stuck yeah. that way for years and even that like when you if you watch the movie the first time it just seems like a throwaway thing like it seems like mm-hmm. just some crazy lady like inner like just you know making them not kiss so it's like oh okay. But then you're like, oh, wait, this is actually really important, you know? Yeah, very much. If that hadn't uh, happened, Marty would be stuck in the past forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the time travel... And that wouldn't be a fun movie. <laughs> a lot of the time travel stuff in this movie, like, the people slowly disappearing from <laughs> from photos and stuff, is... Yeah. If you think about it in terms of, like, any kind of time travel thing, it's really silly, but this movie also does a really good job at, like, just incorporating time travel into a, like... Uh, what's the term? But just basically like a really well structured, uh, quick, moving movie script. 
Yeah. It's like they don't spend too yeah. much time explaining time travel. It's just fun. Exactly. Don't worry about it too much because it's just an entertaining yeah. like popcorn movie. Like, don't worry that, about it. And that photograph functions as like urgency and like progress bar as well of being like, let's see how it's going. Oh no, still bad. Okay, we gotta keep doing right time travel stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to the McFly household. Um, Biff has crashed. Um, his name is George, correct? Actually, well, also, yeah, also in that scene, yeah. the four by four. So that's oh, right. thing. We see the car Marty wants, but also in that opening scene, I forgot to mention on the radio is an ad for that Toyota. Mm. That when Marty walks in, and then he's like, "Oh, look at that sweet four by four," and that's like the car he wants. Right. I will say there's, like, a lot more advertising in this movie than I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just, They're like, really like growing up. Yeah. Yeah, he mentions Pepsi multiple times. So it's, just like, people complain yeah. about, like, Michael Bay having a bunch of advertising in his movies. And I'm just, like, I don't know. There's a lot in Back to the Future. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's organic, you know? Like, it's not like it's... Because he, Marty never actually says Toyota as far as Toyota goes. It's just like all those signs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess but the closest like, he gets is saying like Pepsi free, but that's like a joke, yeah. so it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it, but it's part of the joke, exactly. But yeah, Biff is wrecked Mc, Papa McFly's car, and he just proceeds, proceeds to like verbally dominate him in every way, shape, and form. It's very upsetting to watch. Um, yeah, and he, and he just takes it. George just takes it, and he's like, all right, sorry, son. You can't go to the lake or camping like you wanted to with your girlfriend because the car is wrecked. I don't know what to tell you. We see the whole McFly family gather on for dinner. We learn that they're all losers in different ways. Um, I think Marty's sister can't hang out with boys because uh, his the mom keeps encouraging her just to be like, a, just like don't do anything. And uh, the brother just works at a fast food place. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the mom is like has a. I guess I guess she's an alcoholic. I guess. Is she? Yep. I don't yeah. know. If she's she's drinking a lot, and I and then in the past, like Marty's like, oh, stop drinking, and she's like, okay, and then she oh, turns into a skinny yeah. woman in the that makes more sense. Yeah. World. He's like, don't drink because you'll regret it later in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, so it'll make you fat and ugly. <laughs> Yeah, when he comes back from the fe- from the past or whatever, at the end he's like, "Mom, you're so skinny." I'm just like, "Jesus, like, <laughs> Marty, you're so superficial." <laughs> I mean, it's good. I I don't know. Like, yeah, it's good that she's not drinking as much, but like, don't be yeah. mean to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> don't dunk on your mom. Uh, so, yeah. Um. We learn how Lorraine and George met. Um, he got hit by a, ca- a car that her dad was driving, and she got Florence Nightingale syndrome and fell in love with him. And all of this dominoed into their current life. Um, yeah, Doc calls Marty, who has fallen asleep in a very weird position. And this is just apparently how he sleeps, because multiple times <laughs> yeah, it just, when he wakes up <laughs> in that weird position. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought that was funny. It's just much like this is. A, like, I'm gonna try to fall like asleep that. like that tonight. I'm gonna try to fall asleep like that tonight and see if I even can do that. Oh wait, we were. That's the same scene. Sorry, at the dinner table where she's talking about where she first when she first met George or like fell in love with him, right? Yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think he's so like Crispin Glover's so funny in that scene because he's just like <laughs> laughing at the TV yeah. in a really dorky way, <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then like I mean this is jumping ahead again but it's just like what he ends up being I like the original guy a lot more <laughs> he's just like this big dork who's just like likes TV a lot and is just has a really dumb laugh and then he ends up being kind of like a yuppie guy I don't know but he's also an accomplished author so that's good yeah and but also yeah. like I'm kind of curious what he what he did do because she when he when he has that novel she, Lauren says oh your first novel I'm like so he's not an author what is he doing I don't know. Yeah, it looks like he just came off the golf course at the end, but I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. But I just like wish obviously he was, wealthy. I just wish he was still like really dorky at the end. <laughs> That'd my, be kind of my cute. head. My head canon is that he wrote like just like just like sci-fi short stories and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, exactly. Like, he had magazines. all his sci-fi writings like in high school. That like mm-hmm. maybe this is his first novel, but he maybe like wrote a bunch of like short stories or something like that. Published mm-hmm. in some collection collected books. That that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote or maybe wrote some, huh? maybe wrote some episodes of Star Trek or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, <that'd> probably. Cool. <laughs> he'd cash in those for years, hanging out with Ronald. Maybe D. maybe Moore. he's the one that yeah, maybe he's the one that came up with maybe in the alternate timeline he's the one that came up with the planet Vulcan because uh, of Marty. <laughs> and he also wrote part of Star Wars because of Darth Vader. Yeah, he also wrote, <laughs> <laughs> he also came up with Darth Vader. Apparently, imagine um, him seeing that movie and being like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> It's so like up. Uh, I was reading about this movie and like the one the studio head or whatever, like Sid Sheinberg, um, kept. Do you know about this, Joseph? He kept wanting to change the movie to being called like Spaceman from Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you? You could probably elaborate on it better than me, but he just kept on trying to change everything in this movie to being Spaceman from Pluto. What is that? I, yeah, I don't know much. I don't really know, like, why, but, like, I know that's why they ended up having the whole thing where, like, Marty pretends to be from space. Like, I think that was, like, written after, like, all that. I think, like, he kept... I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I remember reading about this once, but I don't really remember the details. Yeah, so I guess he that said... so horrendous. He wanted the title change to Spaceman from Pluto, convinced no successful film ever had future in the title. And then but man from Pluto has. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he <laughs> wanted to change the line of uh, instead of uh, I'm the extraterrestrial Darth Vader from Vulcan. He wanted to change that. <laughs> to, I'm the spaceman from Pluto. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. I knew it had something to do with that. <laughs> this scene. sounds like somebody at a meeting who like had threw an idea oh. that really excited. And everyone was like, no, but he's like, and then the next meeting. But what if Spaceman from Pluto? And they're like, no, please, just stop. Yeah. But Spaceman from Pluto will be in there, right? And everyone's like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, maybe. And then he wanted to change the name of the comic book that the kid's holding from Spaceman from Pluto to Space Zombies oh my. from Pluto. And then... Uh, oh, my God. They wouldn't even... <laughs> when they gave him the bone, he wouldn't even let them have that. Or the, the it was the other way around. And then... um. I guess Zemeckis asked Spielberg to help him, so Spielberg just sent him a memo saying, like, hey, you sound really dumb, and then it embarrassed him, and then he dropped the idea. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty really funny. Dumb. I'd love to get, like, well, could you imagine getting, like, a note from Spielberg saying, like, shut up, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> Jeez. I'd never speak ever again. Yeah. Sorry, I totally uh, derailed us on that, but I just had to bring up uh, Space no Man worries. from that Pluto. Was a- that was fully worth it. <laughs> um, yeah, so Do- um, Marty arrives at the mall, and Doc greets him, and he's invented a time machine in the form of a DeLorean, and Doc Brown steps up, steps out, and he's like, hello, I'm Doc Brown. Nice to meet me. And we mm-hmm. send a dog through time. Einstein. 
Oh yeah. yeah, and then when he comes back from time, he's wearing like a little suit, and I like his suit, the dog suit. Yeah, and and Doc's character intro is like so great, also. Like that's another thing this movie does so well. I think is like all the character intros, mm-hmm. like especially like mostly like the main characters, but um, because but even like the parents, like them, the intro like of their 1985 selves, and like the intro of their 1955 selves, like are, is mm. just like so so well done. Indeed. So Einstein survives a trip through time. Doc shows Marty how the car works. And then terrorists from Libya attack them for the plutonium that Doc Brown was supposed to make. He was supposed to make a bomb yeah. for them, I guess. But then like he made them just like a dud. Yeah. But before they show up, there's a very important part where Doc is about to go time traveling himself. Mm. And then he says, wait a minute, I, don't, I didn't bring enough plutonium for the return trip. And he goes right. to get it, but never does get it. Mm. And then that's how Marty ends up getting stuck. Right. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm still conf- oh, Tyler, go confused ahead. by, like, what is Doc's Doc Brown's relationship with like, like the generalized the Libyans? Like, was he supposed to make something for them, or did he steal the resources from them, or what? Like, yeah, he so he was supposed to build a bomb for them. And then he was going to use the plutonium. He was going to use. (laughs) Right. So, because. And he basically was like, okay, if you give me plutonium, I'll build your nuclear bomb. But he wanted to use the plutonium for his time machine. So he gave him a fake bomb and said, here you go. Which, yeah, I mean, I don't know what he was expecting. Like, I don't know how he was expecting that to work. Or I guess guess he thought he'd be in the future before the Libyans got wise. And, you know, that'd be that. Or he could just, like, go to the past and stop himself from making that deal and give himself the plutonium or, like, leave it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then we're getting to time travel Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah. He wore a, 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 what's it called, a armored vest or whatever at least so he, he's covered mm-hmm. uh-huh. he's all good yeah but he does get shot and marty witnesses that and assumes he's dead it's pretty and traumatic and like sets the stakes like yeah. i thought he was i forgot yeah. that i was like oh does he actually die at this point i forget what mm-hmm. happens and then he goes back in time to save him so yeah yeah I mean, he escapes through time because more more out of like coincidence than anything else he doesn't mean to time travel and yeah, then he Marty's suddenly in 1955, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, 1955. Yep. Yeah. November 20th, 19- right? Well, also, and also another important like tie is like at the at Lone Pine, Doc is like, I remember when this place was farmland, as far as the eye can see. And then like as soon as Marty hits 80 miles per hour, bam, cut to we see farmland <laughs> on his windshield, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, he so he arrives at that farm and is immediately mistaken for this being the spaceman from Mars or Pluto. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because he looks exactly like the comic book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ki- I love like when he, even when Marty's like and he's like a person, he's like he's already assumed human form. Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way the kid says that line. It's already mutated in the human form. <laughs> so good. I laugh like, every time. There's no win. <laughs> So Marty then like gets in the car, escapes from the farmers, and he, and he goes knocks to his over old one suburb, of the pines. It's not there. It's not made. Well, first he knocks over one of the twin pines. Oh right. And then later the mall becomes Lone Pine Mall. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's one of those things you notice when you watch the movie as many times. As I have. <laughs> so um, the car runs out of gas, but Marty's able to stash it behind a billboard. 
for um the Lion Estates. What's it called, Joe? Yeah, Lion Estates. Lion Estates. Hey, ding ding! I got yeah. it right. What's my prize? Good uh, job. Yeah, it's just good <laughs> job. <laughs> um, Marty can't believe any of this is real. He has a hard time believing that he can time travel, even though he just witnessed that this is indeed a time machine. Uh, Marty calls Doc uh, by getting a phone book, and uh, there's no answer. So instead. Marty sees his now young dad George, be, who's being bullied by Biff. And, well, first uh, Biff... he orders a he orders a Pepsi free. Right, he orders <laughs> a Pepsi free. That's that's one of the things I want to talk about though, because I feel like like that's one of the parts of this movie is some of these jokes like that aren't going to age well. Like Tab doesn't exist anymore, does it? Mm-hmm. And no, like, Pepsi Tab's free like, isn't done. a thing I think anymore. Tab exists, so it's like, but it's like you, like, yeah, you can order not, it, it's, it's not popular at all. Yeah. So it's like I think like future generations are gonna watch this movie and like not even understand that entire like thing of jokes, even though it's like pretty funny. Just but, let alone that yeah. Marty McFly's a Pepsi boy. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's a Pepsi. Guy. I feel like that's... he's drinking Coca Cola and he looks so resigned during that scene where he has a Coke and he's like, "I have a Coke, fine." What? No, he gets There's... a coffee. He gets a Wait. coffee, but later on in the movie, he has like a Coke bottle where like. Instead of a Pepsi, is is he just a Coca Cola? Is it not Pepsi? I guess I never no, looked Coca-Cola. close Cola. enough. Oh, wow. I guess I never looked close enough. Yeah, I could have. I could have sworn that Doc Brown pours like Mountain Dew into his flux capacitor at the end of the movie, but it was just like a non generic can. I was like, oh, that'd be I cool. It was Mountain Dew because I could see that feeling a time travel machine. <laughs> <laughs> Biff calls everyone butthead, which is fun. Um, yeah. And uh, Marty also gives uh, Goldie the inspiration to be mayor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marty follows George, and he learns that his father is actually not, wasn't bird watching like he originally said he was <laughs> when he met his mom, but he's a dirty, dirty pervert. And uh, he's a peeping Tom. Yeah, very creepy. But mm-hmm. Marty saves his dad from being hit by a car and thus changes time because Marty got hit by the car now. And. Uh, his grandpa takes him back to his place to recover. <laughs> and immediately... Like, what? <laughs> I was just like, just immediately the mom has the hots for him. Just immediately. Uh, I was just going to say, I like how much his grandpa doesn't give a shit that he hit his, yeah. his, this kid who is actually his grandson. And it's really funny to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> it's, it's really good. He's like, oh, get out of this street, you hooligan. These kids keep jumping in front of my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like, how many times have you done this? I want uh, Marty McFly to time travel to that same neighborhood in 1978 so that he can face off with Mike with Mike Myers. Wait, not Mike Myers. Michael <laughs> Myers. Wait, yeah, Mike Myers. Yeah, Mike Myers. Shrek. Oh, I was going to... Because it, it just looks chance. like the same um, exact neighborhood as in Halloween. Because it's just, I see that. it's just South Pasadena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's just perusing around. Uh, I think this is also a joke where Lorraine asks asks if his name is Calvin Klein because it's on his underwear. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny, but he he at first goes by Calvin for like a hot minute, but then just chooses to just go by Marty instead. Yeah, which uh, I I kind of wish because that is one of the things that is inconsistent. Is like 
that's like one thing it's like okay if his parents like met this person named marty how would they not like you know like if he had just gone by calvin then like it would have made a lot more sense but yeah, yeah. but then like he potentially be named calvin or, or then it might be make, make sense because do we ever learn his brother's name because his brother could be named calvin in that case but... yeah his brother's name is david right i think his name's what i think his brother's name's david david okay there you go right doesn't they i have that in my head for some reason i mean they I, seem I think him... he's... he's just Marty, because at the end, like right when he's running out after the, what's it called, the dance under the sea? What, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Um, enchantment, enchantment under the under sea. The sea. Yeah, enchantment under the sea. Uh, he heads out, and his mom is like, "Marty, that's a good name," or something like that. So yeah. it's like, "Oh, that's yeah. how they name their son." Yeah, <laughs> they don't name. That's what I mean. I, I hate that line though because it like doesn't make it makes it not make sense. But <laughs> yeah, his name's Dave McFly. Yeah, I think they. I think she says his name when he's like running off to work. She says mm-hmm. like David. Yeah, she says David. Watch your mouth when he swears. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's going to like go yeah. work at like a hot dog stand, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, Marty has dinner with his extended relatives' family. So I guess these are all like his aunts and uncles. He meets his uh, jailbird <laughs> uncle, who's a little baby. <laughs> uncle Jailbird Joey. And he says, Better get, get used, used to these bars, bars Uncle Joey. I'm like, that's really messed up. <laughs> 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 but then, He's like, the, mo- the grandma says, like, the grandma says, like, oh, he loves the playpen. Like, every time we take him out, he cries and cries. Yeah. And cries. Just leave him in there. <laughs> it just insinuates that he can't live a normal life outside of prison. <laughs> it's just really psychologically, like, like, fucked. But it's really funny at the same time that, like, it's so offhand and you don't really think about it. I don't know. Yeah, because you're not supposed to think like about it. I feel like he becomes, like, what's his name? Um, Who's the guy in, ah, damn it, come on. Um, the the old man, like the his name is like he has a pet crow in Shawshank Redemption. In Shawshank Redemption, who like can't rehabilitate to normal life when he's like a really old man and finally out of prison. I haven't seen that movie yet. You haven't seen Shawshank? Uh, no. I, and it's oh, been I, a while I went. I went first it. year film student on you. I'm sorry. No. Um, that's fine. Watch it. It's good. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it since probably college, so I don't oh, wow. remember that's that, one of my that guy movies. specifically. I, I love I remember loving it, but it's just yeah, I haven't uh, seen it in a while, so I don't specifically remember that character. Ba, ba, I mostly ba, just ba, remember ba, ba, ba. Tim Robbins <laughs> and Morgan Freeman. Wrong crowd for it. <laughs> Joseph, what were we gonna say about Uncle Joey or something? Oh, just the jokes. It's like yeah, it's funny when you don't think about it, and that's the whole point yeah. I think of this movie is like you're not really supposed to think about the jokes that hard, right. or like they end up being like, wait, what? You know, because <laughs> they're just it's like. It's a, it's nineteen eighty five and they're just jokes, you know, like they aren't thinking about like all the ramifications of it. They don't have the ravages of time that we've experienced. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it just all plays into being like a popcorn movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um uh, what was this? Um uh, Marty's eventually able to convince uh Doc. Yeah, he goes to visit Doc. He kinda ducks out of dinner really fast. After his mom's like, you can sleep in my room. And he's like, nope, all gone. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> and yeah, he, he goes to Doc's house and he has to convince him that he knows who he is and he, he'll invent time travel. And he eventually does after a silly mind reading game. And yeah, he tells him the sync story and how he originally thought of the flux capacitor. And Doc believes yeah. him finally. And th- those are some jokes too that like, I think when he says like Ronald Reagan's president, I think it's like not as... 
unfortunately not as funny anymore. Yeah. Like when it's like, well, your president's an actor. It's like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> like that's not as bad as our president is now. <laughs> now know? we're just like, like Marty, you have no idea. We're all fucked, Marty. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just really. You come back and now in 20, or 2020 whatever, or 2019 and be like, we're, they're screwed. Don't go. Yeah. Apparently yeah. Ronald Reagan no, really like... liked this movie. <laughs> and he yeah. quoted it being like, uh, where we're going, we don't need. Roads. Roads. Yes, that's why yeah. I forgot. I was like, cars? <laughs> and like, and like cars? but also even just like the other celebrities he names off after, like I think a lot of people don't know who they are as much anymore. Like, And even like, he's like, I suppose Jane Wideman's the first lady, which is like Ronald Reagan's first wife, I'm pretty sure, right? And like, nobody, I don't know, I don't know. if he thinks of Nancy <laughs> Reagan. Oh, before Nancy Reagan. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty... So- it's pretty specific. We learned that Marty's tampering with the past has thrown off the timeline as seen in this picture because Marty's siblings start to vanish. Like, I believe his brother's <laughs> head's gone at this point. Just his head. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. his head. Uh, well, part, tell- it's like part of his hair because that's why Doc's like, you've cut off part of your brother's hair. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Doc tells Marty that he has to set things right, so... Originally, he's like, oh, no, you can't interact with anybody. And then he sees the picture. He's like, okay, um, you need to like, go to the high school and like make sure your mom and dad fall in love and marry each other <laughs> in in a week. So he's like, okay, let's play this. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Doc takes Marty to the high school where they reconnect with George. And Marty introduces uh, his parents to each other. And it just goes horribly because George is really creepy. Uh, his mom has I, I again, his mom has the hots for him and I think she even says I have the hots for him at one point <laughs> it's terrifying she says isn't he a dream boat right yeah he's a dream boat and yeah, uh, yeah. and um, again I think Doc Brown is also like there and they have to, like okay we have to we have to get George and uh, your mom to happen otherwise things are yeah. not going to get good <laughs> I like a lot of uh, Marty's outfits in this movie but I think I might mm. like even more of George's outfits. <laughs> like George does have a bit of your aesthetic. Especially when like he's uh in the cafeteria or whatever, he's like wearing that like blue, like padded blazer or whatever from like the fi- <laughs> not blazer, it's not the right term, but um I don't Best. know. It's just like Buddy Holly ish. <laughs> yeah. So, it just reminds me a lot of uh, that's really weird though. We'll come back to it or whatever. It's like those clothes plus the glasses and Marty's guitar just reminds me of my friend Nick slash <laughs> producer of our music, Nick Verka. Yay! When's he going to be on? Uh, Soon. Whenever we Good. do Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, sick. Oh, I can't wait for that, dude. We're going to be in Batman for a long time if I have it my way. Um, okay, let's see here. Um. At lunch at the high school, Marty tells uh, George to ask out, um, what's his name, Lorraine to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And, um, yeah, and, and then I believe this is the part where George also says, like, oh, I couldn't take that rejection and uh, all that other stuff. And Marty's like, oh, okay, this is where I get it from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a pretty cool, especially because, like, I-, I like how, <clears throat> like, Marty doesn't know about his dad's, like, sci-fi writing, even. Like, that's mm-hmm. how much George is, like... Because <clears throat> that's what, like, kind of what you were saying earlier, Tyler, about you almost liked the old George better, but, like, clearly he wasn't, like, pursuing any of his interests. Right. You know, like, Marty didn't even know he had an interest in science fiction or, like, did anything creative because he just became this, like, 
wimpy, like whatever. I mean, obviously, like a caricature, but yeah, definitely not the movie. But that like Biff just like is his manager and like walks all over him. Like, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, and he clearly doesn't even pursue his hobbies either, like because Marty yeah. had no idea about the sci-fi Marty knows nothing about and... either of his parents. I would say because like when Doc Brown says, "What are their interests? What do they like?" He goes, "I don't know. They they have nothing <laughs> in common. I don't know what they like." Yeah. <laughs> I like how the principal looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. He just doesn't age. Yeah, I was like, I did like when Doc Brown says, "Look, I'm an old man." And I'm like, "You look like an old man now." What are you talking about? Your hair is yeah. just blonder. Which reminds yeah. me that like uh, the first scene with the principal and Marty when he gets like the four uh, tardy slips or whatever, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's so close to Marty that their like noses are touching. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's pretty funny. I, don't know. <laughs> I like some good I really physical to... humor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just... It's so funny. Every time somebody does that in a movie, they're, like, they're so close. I either want somebody to do like a little Eskimo kiss or like they rub their nose against them. I give them a little <laughs> kiss on the nose and walk away. <laughs> yeah, I'm slowly returning back to normal where it's like two months ago in like supreme quarantine time. Whenever anybody's mm-hmm. close to each other in a movie, I'm like, what are you doing? But now I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is how people acted most of history. <laughs> being Beep close boop. to one another. <laughs> so... Also at lunch, Biff starts harassing Marty's mom, and yeah, that's a, a little nasty. Definitely a creeper. If yeah. you didn't like Biff before, you hate him now. And yeah, yeah um, literally. Um, <laughs> I just remember. Somebody... Oh, Marty, right. Sorry, I just also remember Doc Doc Brown's uh, high school outfit that he's wearing. It's like, yeah, he definitely doesn't look like a creepy old man in a fedora in high school, like just walking around the high school. But it's also fashionable. But it's just like, what are you doing here, bro? Yeah, I think he's like supposed to be disguised as like his uncle or dad or something. That's yeah, like, like his like nephew around the school. Yeah, I can see he's a new student theoretically. Like, mm. yeah, I could, yeah. But yeah, it is weird. It'd be funny if he like tried to disguise himself as a student and someone like pointed him out and he like ran away or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but think that is just... also. Oh, Go for it. Say, that is also just another thing that's never explained. Is like that you know how Marty and Doc even became friends in the first place, which is mm. good because like it doesn't need to be, and like it's such a short movie that you don't need to have time for that. But it is always that's always one of those things I wonder about, and especially because it like because you know everyone always says like Jennifer is like remember what Doc always says like if you put your mind to it you can accomplish anything. But Doc never actually ever says those words in the movie. And then, like, <laughs> Which is also, so it's like it implies like they hang out a lot. But not only does Marty hang out with Doc, but like Jennifer Everybody. must also hang out with Doc. If yeah. like she knows that all the like, high schoolers, that, you know, just hang out at Doc's yeah, and he buys them beer and they just chill. <laughs> he's got the, he lets them drink and he doesn't tell anybody. He's yeah, so cool. He's not like a creep. He just like buys them beer and so it's cool. <laughs> he's like hanging out in the basement, like tinkering with machines and he comes and says what's all this loud music about shut up i'm working yeah he needs some young people to lug his like giant amps around and stuff so yeah i feel like marty's band like practices at his place or something yeah Yeah, definitely i probably don't want him to practice at their house yeah he's not even home most of the time he's too busy time traveling (laughs) exactly so or he could be home potentially all of the time because he just like zip in and come back the same time when he left it's true that's true. He needs to collect more Mountain Dew for his flex capacitor. <laughs> Touche. He can buy. He needs to buy a big six-gallon jug, jug and just dunk it in there. Uh-huh. We'll never need fuel again. Uh, yeah, so Marty, I believe, almost gets in a fight with Biff, but then uh, Strickland stops it from happening. Yep. 
And George just flat out won't ask Lorraine to the dance. He just has no self-confidence. And he's like, she doesn't want to go with me. She wants to go with you. And he's like, well, that might be true at the moment, but we have to fix that. Uh, Marty then pretends to be an alien named Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan <laughs> and intimidates George into ask, or try to, even attempting to ask Lorraine to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance via Van Halen um, tape recorder yeah. headphones. <laughs> Edward Van Halen. Apparently, like, they, the band's manager wouldn't let them use the name Van Halen because it has oh. the band name. So that's why they had to write, like, Edward on it really small, like, small at the top. Because, like, Eddie Van Halen was like, yeah, you can use my, like, you can use it. I don't care. Yeah. But, like, the band manager was like, you can't use the name. But Eddie Van Halen's like, it's my name. So he just, like, <laughs> put Edward Van Halen on the tape. Which I think is pretty yeah, funny. I forget sometimes that Van Halen is just the name of the main guy's like, <laughs> yeah, I know, his right? last name. I'm like, oh yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of a cool rock name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after George has now chosen to actually go for Lorraine, Marty gives him some coaching advice. They go to the diner and it seems like things are actually going well like he has some cheese like you're my destiny Lorraine and she's like, "Oh, that's kind of sweet, I guess." And uh, Biff shows up again, intimidates George, makes him sad. And then this time, Marty does punch Biff, right? Well, Marty, well, Biff, yeah, Marty. But again, this is another thing we're talking about, like the pop song. We, we skipped two of them that I actually want to talk oh, about. Okay. This reminded me. Mm-hmm. It's okay. There's one. So, like, when Marty first comes back to 1955, like, mm-hmm. the song it's playing is... Because I, I, so I did a paper paper in college in my music and film class on this movie oh. so that's why i yeah i think i re- thought about all this i think i remember this I, maybe like i just remember you talking about mr sandman show me your dreams at some point yeah because <laughs> yeah, like it's supposed to be like like marty's like am i in a dream and it's like that's the song that's playing it's like mr sandman also i forgot to talk about to connery when he walks into the diner the first time in 1955 did you hear the song on the radio uh, oh, I, I remember what it was. I literally, I was like, "Oh, this is funny." It was Shit. the ballad of the ballad hey, of Connie yes, Crockett. Yeah. Yes, I was gonna Man, just. I can't well believe I didn't write that down. I was, I was like, "It's Connie, Connie, Connie Hanson." Hanson. <laughs> Tyler, you missed it. J- Joe did this. He wrote me a song, and I literally got emotional at my at my <laughs> silly birthday party because he wrote this song. Grayson was playing on the banjo, and he did it to the tune of Davy Crockett, and cool. it was fantastic. And it it got me it really is. misty. Yeah, it was Connie Hanson instead of Davy Crockett, so it was pretty pretty good. It was, it was hysterical. Hey, that's a franchise um, on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh yeah, right. You can do that. <laughs> yeah, but the the second time he walked into the diner, um, it's it's the song called Wallflower, Dance with Me, Henry, where it's this girl act, like talk, telling this like really shy guy that she wants to dance with him, oh. which is like the whole theme of the scene where like. Marty's like she knows she wants to go to dance with you but she just doesn't know it yet so it's like in the song like the girl's telling the guy that she wants to dance with him but then like Lorraine doesn't say that because like Marty says like she just doesn't know it yet or whatever Mm. it's interesting like the song choice is interesting that is good it it, like parallels what's going on yeah it's like not just the score is really good in this movie but yeah the song choices yeah when they when they do use the popular music, like the songs they pick are all pretty good. Yeah, even like the Van Halen tape, it's just like that's just yeah. essentially eighties. So Yeah. And so like it would sound so foreign to like somebody in the like imagine like somebody in the fifties just like hearing like that guitar riff. They'd be like, or, like, what? like, like they, you know, when he's playing the like song. Uh, and like the bass drum is like bah, bah, bah. Yeah. 
when he's playing the song like, at the enchantment under the sea and everybody just goes way too far yeah, with the guitar like, solo. Yeah. Like, I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> the kids are going to love it. pretty wild. Yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. Um, but yeah, in the diner, when Biff intimidates George, Marty trips him and then that's mm. when it all starts. Right. Yeah. And then we get the makeshift skateboard chase. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> He it rips is. off the top of the scooter, the kid's scooter thing, and he's just on like a yeah. piece of wood skateboard. Yep. Marty invents skateboarding, that, which is fun. That's cool. Tony Hawk's the little kid. <laughs> Tony Hawk is the little kid, really? <laughs> no. But also, is there? I, I, that's one thing I've never actually looked up. But like, is there one person that invented skateboarding? I feel like it's just like something that's. Oh, I have no like idea. what's that? What's that like term? Like that legal term as far as like copyright law goes where it's like it's like collective thought or something like yeah that. like it just seems like it's four it's a board and four wheels like is there really only one person that ever thought of that in the entire yeah. world like mm-hmm. i don't know i could be wrong though maybe there is like a recognized founder inventor of skateboarding larry, yeah. larry stevenson invented the skateboard i don't know if he invented oh. skateboarding well, well imagine if he, even, if he had the mechanics he'd use it yeah interesting there we go. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, thank you, Larry. <laughs> He's Stevenson. dead now. Well, thank you from beyond the grave. Um, yeah, um, Biff and his buddies crash into a shit truck, and uh, yeah, because they stink. Hey, whoa. Marty. Sorry, skateboarding's going to be an Olympic sport in 2020. Hey, that's fun. Yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Pretty rad. Sorry, I just had to add in that rad fact. No, it is, it's a pretty sick fact, dude. <laughs> If the, if the Olympics happen, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Marty goes back home and he finds Doc waiting or watching the video where he dies. Yeah, because Marty has also brought the video camera with him. Uh, Doc stops it just before his death, though, and yeah. he uh, then he lays out his plan to power the DeLorean with light with the lightning bolt that strikes the clock tower. They totally ripped and off this scene from Prisoner of Azkaban, by the way. <laughs> I was gonna say they ripped off this scene from Joe's garage where he has a giant model city built. <laughs> oh yeah, I, like- I know. I love. Huh? I love that line by Doc where he's like, he's like, please excuse the model's crudity. Like it's not built to. Sc- I didn't have time to build it to scale or paint it. It's like it's like yeah. really detailed model and like Grayson was there. We're like, that's huge. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's definitely. Me. I thought that too. Watching the movie, I'm like, oh, that's true. <laughs> you would say, please excuse the scale of the model. <laughs> like what nobody's thinking at all yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot though that he built the little model set and has the car and then just catches on fire and everything goes horribly wrong yeah <laughs> yeah and then like yeah he like makes the, the famous meme face that kind of died off but it used to be a big meme when we were in college right. so like doc brown with his goggles he's like Ugh, making that like mortified <laughs> face oh yeah <laughs> So Lorraine turns out has followed Marty because she was curious where he lived and where he even came from. And she stops by Doc Brown's place and she proceeds to hit on him aggressively and (laughs) says, I want you to take me to the dance. And he's like, okay, I'll do it, I guess. And Marty immediately goes to George and he's like, okay, let's make a plan. So I'm going to like basically assault my mother and you are going to come in and save the day. And he says, okay, like, oh, I'll do my best. Um, before the dance, Marty writes a note to Doc explaining to him that he should take precautions against the terrorists in the future. And uh, yeah, and that not to open it until 1985. And then he slips it into Doc's jacket. 
before the dance starts and when they meet up at the appointed place at their like little um I guess runway to the future. Uh at the dance, it's in full swing. Marty and Lorraine Park. Uh, Marty learns very quickly. Oh wait, that oh, wait. I do want to say about that last oh, sure. the scene with where he's talking to George. What are, like my favorite lines in the whole movie is like when he's talking. We're talking about their plan, and and then he's like, "Say your line, George," and he's like, "Hey, you get your damn hands off her." And then he's like, "Gee, do you really think I ought to swear?" And then Marty's like, "Yes, God damn it, George, swear!" Like I just <laughs> yeah. love the way he says that. Like it's just so so like. Again, like perfectly written. Like Marty's just like, yes. Like not only do you have to swear, but I'm gonna swear what I tell you to swear. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, it's George. So swear. I like when he almost calls George dad earlier. He's like, yeah, yeah. you gotta take care of this dad, 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 daddy. Oh, <laughs> it's like the most drawn out thing. <laughs> so awkward, but then like George doesn't even like think anything of it. Yeah, because he's just way more awkward. <laughs> He's like, okay, Daddy O, that's cool. This is the first time anyone's called me Daddy O. <laughs> Maybe everyone should start calling me that. Apparently, um, Crispin Glover, according to Zemeckis, like he's like, oh yeah, Crispin Glover, like he was so great, but I also had to like rein in his performance a lot because fifty percent of the time his performance would just be completely not what I wanted. <laughs> he just, like, I heard that too. Yeah, he invented a lot of things like the handshakes and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, that oh. seems like Crispin Glover, one of my favorite actors, yeah. just a totally weird guy <laughs> <laughs> who lives in a castle in the Czech Republic. So that's cool. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, where are we? Um, Marty learns very quickly his mom is just beginning her drinking dash smoking addiction. She kisses him, and then she's like, "Oh, this is weird. It feels like I'm kissing my brother." And Marty's like, "Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is very wrong. Don't touch me." Um, yeah. Biff comes a knocking later because Marty just kind of leaves for some reason. Oh no. Um, yeah, Biff's goons come in. And uh, Marty ends up fighting with the goons. Yeah. And, no, the goons like drag him away and One throw of them, him in the trunk of the band leader's car. Yeah. One of them has 3D glasses, which is cool. Which I, I, yeah. I guess we forgot to bring up that they all they all crash into horse poop earlier. No, I said they <laughs> crash into a shit truck. Oh, okay. I guess I just missed it. It's always worth bringing up a second time, though. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one guy has the 3D glasses. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I like that for like being like a butthead. Like. <laughs> Butthead cheek, and then I feel like yeah. I feel like if you were a bully in the past, Tyler, you'd have the 3D glasses. Yeah, definitely. And then Billy Zane is one of the other bull- yeah. bullies. <laughs> yeah, his first uh, he's the, like tall. He's the tallest of the the tallest of the three besides Biff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yes. So it seems as Lorraine is helpless, and Biff is going to have his way with her, and it's really upsetting to kind of watch yeah but it's pretty terrifying yeah. time yeah it's, it's like pretty incredible that like that's in like a pg movie like it's mm-hmm. I, but i think it's true like when i was a kid i didn't really like understand what was going on though you know like i mm-hmm. definitely was just like okay he's like just like i don't know it's just like i, I know like he was being like violent with her and like mm-hmm. but i didn't really understand so i guess i guess that's why like kids don't yeah. i think really realize what's happening i didn't realize but it, it, it definitely is like harder to watch as an adult Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, uh, I feel oh. like they played up a little melodramatically because when they yeah. open the door, he's like, "Get out of here, George!" But it's just like I wish they made it 
more melodramatic so you could tell that it wasn't as serious but it definitely looked pretty serious in there it's yeah. like uh, it, it yeah. looked dire i'm like if you leave right now it's gonna get bad yeah yeah but guess what we don't get that dark future because george finds his confident confidence and lays out biff in one punch oh yeah yeah and it rocks <laughs> never been so happy to see someone get hit get hit knocked out one punch i was like good and i, and I yeah R- and i love that <laughs> like biff's like cartoony like spin around like yeah. eye roll like sting like all we can almost see the stars like going around yeah, we should head. see like the tweety birds flying <laughs> around his head i'm convinced that all the best yeah. movies are a little cartoony <laughs> yeah definitely like i love it's just like you know it doesn't take itself too seriously and i think it kind of like has to not take itself too seriously like after that yeah. <laughs> like, i feel like all those know. guys uh around that time were like in varying degrees like very influenced by <laughs> looney tunes and stuff like spielberg zemeckis and yeah. definitely like joe dante yeah. Um, and I just like I miss that zaniness and cartooniness like Spielberg doesn't really show it as much on screen but like you know he produced the Animaniacs and you know I guess yeah, there's like Hook and Indiana Jones is pretty cartoony too so I take that back yeah yeah that's true <laughs> um let's see here yes um Marty is throw- shoved into a trunk but then he's um the well, band also though, on break wait after him. after after he nicks, after he uh knocks him out they uh that's like when his life, that's like when timeline starts changing because that's like mm. the kid's like, Hey George, you should run for class president and like all this stuff. And like yeah. that it's like, Oh, like that that's when George's life starts to change. Like, mm-hmm. you know, already. If this was like a, I was, I was watching this. I was experiencing like Mr. Miracle moments where like the, every, the screen should be like glitching or something like the color should be off a little bit at some point. <laughs> Just be like, the timeline is changing. I bet is they would. I bet. I bet if it was if it was made today, I bet they would. But I feel like that wasn't like a uh, a thing back then. You know, like oh totally. And that then. might be a little bit ominous if they, if that happened. Even if it was like good things happening, I'd be like, is this sounds bad still? <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if they did like a little bit more than what they did. But I still like it how it is because I feel like they do a pretty slick transition where he goes back in time. Or he goes back back to the 80s, and then it goes, like, I might be just, like, projecting this. It feels like one shot where he goes to the, the car goes off, it, like, goes up to the helicopter going over the, the hall with the clock, and then it goes down. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a modern helicopter. Like, it, it feels like a pretty smooth transition, and it's subtle yeah. at the same time, and then goes back down to mm-hmm. the guy on the bench. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool how it transitions that way instead of, like, a hard cut or... Yeah. It's not, it's, it's pretty I love smooth. That. I love that transition. There's no yeah. like fade or like wipe <laughs> across the camera. Right? Yeah, <laughs> the frame. It's very good. Yeah, but yeah, one of the bandmates hurts his hand when they help Marty out of the trunk, and uh, yeah, I think Marty arrives just in time to see uh, George lay out Biff, and uh, yeah, um, Mar Mar not Marty was named George and Lorraine go on the dance floor. They're obviously a little bit of a thing right now, or they're on the verge of becoming a thing. Uh then the band's like oh like we but the picture marty's still fading away in the picture so he's like oh my god he still has to kiss her ah and the band's like oh we can't play anymore we don't have a guitarist because he hurt his hand and marty's like oh i know how to play guitar let's do it to it so they play earth angel joe do you have anything to say about that uh that more just that it's like a love song but i guess just even what i would said my paper it's just like the song he's saying like will you be mine and like that's like george asking like Lorraine, will you be mine yeah. and stuff like that and but it's just like a pretty standard like love song from the time more than anything mm-hmm. i think and then it gets scary when a very frightening looking redheaded child kidnaps um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it's like 
And that's obviously like also very cartoony, like the kid laughing and like, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. <laughs> he's ugly and has braces. He's just like a disgusting looking little boy. Yeah, like it's so. I, I think like it's supposed to be like how it is in like George's head, you know? Because it's like mm-hmm. I don't think it was really that like dramatic. <laughs> like, no, I don't he's know. just as high anxiety. It just seems so. Yeah, it seems so like yeah cartoony that for that the kid to like be laughing like that like who does who does that <laughs> this crazy person apparently <laughs> uh. but yeah um eventually you see he says sorry but i'm gonna have to cut it and then he takes lorraine back and they kiss and the timeline resets and while this is happening marty's like dying on stage and that's the, uh, that's the only special effect in the whole movie that looks horrible today is his hand <laughs> yeah he's fading away when his hand fades away in front of his face. Mm-hmm. I guess I wasn't looking I think at that point because I would have... I think I it looks so... But I, it's, like, very noticeable, yeah. but the rest of the special effects are still pretty good. Yeah. Like, they all... The rest... Because most of them were practical, but that hand shot was green screen, uh, and they, like, made his hand disappear in front of his face, and it was, like, pretty bad. Yeah, the only other thing I noticed, really, is, like, when the um, DeLorean goes... Uh, like it's almost about to hit them because <laughs> Doc Brown's like, "Hey, check it out! It's yeah. pretty cool." <laughs> and then it like yeah. goes out into the pat wherever the hell if it's the past or the future. Uh, and then like the flames are obviously like on a different frame. Yeah, and it like goes over yeah. their feet, but it's only there for a couple seconds, and it's like it's still yeah. cool. That's the only noticeable part. <laughs> yeah. But the flames are like real flame. They basically just like uh, rotoscoped it over, like right. So it's basically like. The flames were actually real, though, mm-hmm. so they, it's just, yeah, it, it, like, goes over his foot, though, yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, like, yeah. everything looks pretty good. I guess this first one doesn't have as many, like, crazy effects as maybe, like, yeah. it seems like the second one's definitely, like, like there's just so much going on, so much business that, like, they probably had a lot more effects and stuff, but, um, yeah, I like how this is, like, it's, like, soft sci-fi or something. <laughs> yeah. It's very just, I don't know if ground is the right word, but it's mostly just about family and, I don't know, trying to keep, like, it's just more grounded themes than, like, it's not philosophical or... Fight for your future. Yeah, it's not too dramatic or anything. Marty gets to play rock and roll on stage. Yeah. Gets the same response as he did in the 80s, though. Yep. Bit of a bummer. <laughs> Which is cool. They say too loud. Yeah. Too loud. Nisa's confidence is shattered. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Berry's one of the judges at the Enchantment Under the Sea. It's like, too loud. <laughs> too loud. <laughs> well, yeah, and then we have the, your cousin Marvin. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. Which is the funny part about that is like when he he calls him at the end of the song. So that's the other thing, too, that's like... <laughs> It's like, so what Chuck's listening to is like Marty going off on his guitar solo. Like he's not actually listening to Johnny Be Good. He's listening to like his, his, you know, best Eddie Van Halen impression, like, (laughs) which is kind of funny too. Which is one of the things I say when people are like, oh, like Marty invented rock music. I'm like, well, did he really though? Because like, if that's all Chuck Berry heard was like the (laughs) the stuff that they weren't ready for yet, he probably wouldn't have been like, I hate this. I'm like, (laughs) Or he at least invented sick guitar riffs. Yes, maybe. <laughs> but again, they weren't ready like, for it. I'll try that on my next show. We'll see how it plays. Yeah. But... Well, that would be interesting, though, if he goes back to 1985 and, like, rock history has advanced 30 years because Chuck Berry <laughs> heard those guitar riffs and then, like, did that instead. 
Yeah, we have a Green Day song playing in 1985. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, so. I suppose that didn't make any sense that you're right, Tyler. <laughs> they just like they're just babies, <laughs> but like all their music just got trans transferred for. Hey, Green Day, the band began in 1987. So, hey, whoa, all right, <laughs> okay, <see>? it's possible. <laughs> so the dance is over. Marty heads over to meet up with Doc, and I'm 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 just kind of fast forward through their whole like. <laughs> zany trying to get the wire attached because we're running so long as it is yeah it's a very and, well edited and very well written scene though mm, it's very fun and with yeah. and then like the last marty's last minute bid to get doc to read the note he sent to, or read or tell him that he will die in the future if he's not careful and doc's yeah. still pretty unwilling he even tears up the note because he finds it early um with that, Marty is able to finally escape back to the future, and we get that wonderful transition shot that Tyler mentioned mm-hmm. earlier of like the bum and the helicopter. Yeah, the bum is the mayor from 1955. Oh, interesting. He says, "Hey, it's red," that. and and the, at least it's assumed because and then in 1955, the mayor bus I was driving around said, "Reelect Mayor Red Thompson," oh. and then he goes, "Hey, look, it's red on the bench." And the song is listening to you on the radio is Heaven is One Step Away by Eric Clapton. And I think it's because, like, now the 1985 he's returning to is a much better version than the one he left. So mm. it's not comparing it to Heaven. That makes sense. I like that. Very and it was also... Yeah, because yeah, I knew that and guy was Clapton, somebody. Because so. I'm like, oh, not in this movie. <laughs> that's somebody I've seen before. But I just didn't, like, bother to put yeah. it together. <laughs> but, yeah, um, the, Marty sees the Libyans race off and he's like oh i have to save them the delorean's out of gas so he's just a hoof it on foot (laughs) oh yeah and he gets there in time to see unfortunately doc brown shot again and sees himself uh travel back to the past i jumped way ahead because this is what i was saying was ripping off prisoner of azkaban (laughs) a movie that came out years afterwards (laughs) 17 years later or something (laughs) and and with a much more emphasis on interfering with yourself (laughs) Um, yeah, so it turns out, um, Marty runs over to Doc's like, I still couldn't save him, this is such a bummer, and then he realizes that our Doc wakes up, and he pulls up his, holds open his shirt, he's wearing a bulletproof vest, and he's just fine. Just probably some broken ribs, but (laughs) anyway, he'll live. (laughs) I mean, he got multiple rounds to the chest, I'm pretty sure his ribs are broken. No, he's fine. He's okay. How old is Doc Brown? He's kind of like an immortal person, like, I don't know. (laughs) He looks the same age in every generation. He's one of those like uh, elder gods or whatever. He just <laughs> existed and been. They they give him a like his hair is whiter in the in eighty five than it is in yeah. the fifties. But he still looks um, like an old man. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a younger old man in nineteen fifty five. But maybe he yeah. just he like got a... white early, like uh, you know, some guys Great early. just get really like gray hair when they're young or something. So mm-hmm. his hair just went <laughs> shock white when he was twenty or something. I'd, I'd believe that if, like, a science experiment gone awry, he, like, shocked his hair white or saw something so spooky that his hair turned white. <laughs> He's just in a Scooby-Doo mansion. It has nothing to do with science at all. He just got You can't spooked. tell me that Doc Brown would be hanging out with the Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah, I'm sure there's a crossover episode somewhere. Oh, hell yeah. 
So Marty returns back home. Doc gives him a little farewell. He says, I'm traveling 30 years into the future because why the hell not? And I want to see the future. And Marty's like, okay, bye. You're my best friend. I'll catch you later. And uh, Doc takes off. Uh, Marty's back at his home. It's similar yet also very different and very nice now. His brother is, is works at an office. His sister is popular with the boys. And George on, and Lorraine look, as Tally put it, like yuppies. Yeah, another comparison that like is interesting is also just like the timings. Like at the first time we see his family, it's nighttime, so it's all dark. And then when we see him in the future, when it's better, it's like daytime. It's in the morning, so like everything's bright in their house and everything, and it's like natural light as opposed to like the like tungsten lighting in the night scene, which is yeah, pretty cool. And uh, I think Mari's like, and then I think Lorraine says like, "Oh, are you going up to the like the lake or like camping this weekend with with the Jennifer?" And he's like, "The car's total," and they're like, "The car's yeah. not total. What are you talking about?" <laughs> da, da, da. I, I kind of like that a lot. Everyone like has a big tissy about it. Yeah. But the car's fine, and Biff is now, like, just like an auto mechanic, and he's polishing uh, George's car and gives it, and he's like, no, don't try to swindle me, Biff. Put that second (laughs) layer on. (laughs) Now, Biff, don't con me. (laughs) Don't con me. And uh, yeah, George's first novel arrives. It's obviously based on his visitation by Darth Vader. And uh, yeah, Marty goes to get his car apparently and it's that beautiful yeah. uh four by four or but whatever it is the the biff at the end was, is another thing that like when you think about it too much it's kind of weird because it's like this guy that like bullied and like his dad and almost like raped his mom like is now like washing their car which is like you'd think they would just get him as far away as possible from them yeah you'd think but, yeah it's... but it's like you know again you just it's a popcorn movie you're not supposed to think about it like that you know there... but it's definitely one of another one of those things where it's like uh <laughs> yeah like george i think straight up says like if it weren't for him like we wouldn't have ever fallen in love i'm <laughs> yeah. like uh george i think you need to talk to your wife yeah. about something like <laughs> but she seems like she just smiles like yeah yeah, she doesn't have too much going on in this movie. She's mostly yeah. like the pursuit of things. I don't know, but I guess she changes the pursuit of Lorraine. In different timelines. She's thinner. I believe that's how she changes. <laughs> yeah, which is dark. Oh, but... or just not an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, that's she's true. not an alcoholic anymore. <laughs> but I imagine she still drinks because let's face, it, she's hanging out at a country club and having mimosas. I wonder or if. A Cosmo. Uh... I wonder if Uncle Joey is still behind bars. Because he... I was curious about that. I thought we'd see <laughs> oh, Uncle yeah. Joey. He did nothing to help Uncle Joey. He just insulted him as a child, so he's probably still behind bars. <laughs> he said, you're going to so, like I, prison for a long there, time, is, Uncle Joey. Isn't there something with him in the uh, the second one? It's been a while since I've seen it, but I think there is, right? I guess we'll find out. That'd be cool. I, think, I, I, I think don't remember. In the, I think in the second one, he like there's something about him. He's like a crime lord? <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. They should have left him in prison. Look now what he's become. <laughs> huh, yeah, so beautiful new car for Marty. Uh, Jennifer comes over and she's like, hey, Marty. I think he was a little nervous, like, the, since the timeline's so different, like, Jennifer might not be the same person or even, like, with him anymore, but she is. Yeah. It's all fine. Uh, yeah. Marty gets the keys and he's about to ride in his truck and then Doc returns and he says like, hey guys, like big news, like we got to go to the future, like something horrible's happened and then Jennifer and Marty are like, what, like are, are we assholes or something? He's like, no, no, it's your kids, it's your kids, Marty. 
Something's got to be done about your kids. Something's got to be done about your kids. And they are about to drive away. And uh, Marty says, they're not, there's not enough road here for that. And then Doc puts on his sunglasses and says, would you like to take us home, Joe? Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. And he flips <laughs> the sunglasses down and takes the car up. The wheels turn underneath and start flying. It starts flying away. So cool. And that's the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks some of the flex capacitor juice and flies off into the sunset. <laughs> His body erupts and starts dissolving itself. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Back to the Future. That's Back to the Future. Uh, it's a good movie. It's on Netflix right now. <laughs> I don't yep, know what all else three to, of say them. to say. Not much. I feel like we covered a lot of it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's go over recommendations, because I have no game for Back to the Future, to be totally honest. Do you have something Gotta in mind, Tyler? Gotta go back to the future. You gotta go back in time. No, I was just gonna say that my dude, Dean, Cun- Dean Cundy, <laughs> I never know if it's Dean Cundy or Dean Cundy. Joseph, what, do you know? I think it's Cundy. I was just gonna say, <laughs> my dude, Dean Cundy, shot this movie, and he shot all three black... God damn it. It's getting late. I don't blame you. Yeah, I didn't say back to the future in that sentence. Hey, Dean Cundy shot this movie along with the other Back to the Future movies. Jurassic Park. He shot a lot of John Carpenter movies. Uh, He shot two Nancy Myers movies. He (laughs) shot the Flintstones live action movie. All the great movies. This is your dude. All the great movies that the world has ever produced. He's behind a lot of them. Uh, so I give two thumbs up <laughs> to his work in general and the cinematography in this movie. Hells yeah. I feel like we've come to the part in our show where we don't have a game for this one, which I think is fine, but we're all going to give, ask for recommendations We're so Joe, have you been watching or playing or reading anything interesting that you'd like to recommend to our audience or to Jacob? Uh, (laughs) jacob (laughs) yeah jacob the Um, warmest man padilla you're the warmest um i was trying to think because connery asked me when i got in what i've been watching and i did i I also i recently watched uh the hulu series catch 22 which was really good it came out like i think maybe two years ago by now but and i I just never got around to it Mm -hmm. Um, I highly recommend that. I thought that was really good. Um, what else? Uh, <clears throat> video game wise, I just finished uh, last, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That was amazing. Hey. I knew like Jedi. I, w- <clears throat> I was so happy when I saw that text from you where we were talking about the Squadrons game. I was like, yes, somebody else like <laughs> Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, EA gained back a little bit more of my trust because I only had to pay the one time price not enough to buy everything else so <laughs> exactly <clears throat> they had no um, faith in that game they literally gave them like money for that they weren't going to fund a sequel but because it was so successful they're like okay fine here you can do another one yeah that's awesome um i'm trying to think what else i've been doing um i playing like i said a lot of hearts of iron 4 i already talked about that mm. um not really what else did I watch that I enjoyed? Um, I don't know. It's getting late, so I don't really remember. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what have you been watching? 
Hey, uh, if you have Criterion Channel and you like kaiju movies, check out Abira, Horror <laughs> of the Deep. Uh, he's not really <laughs> horror at all, but it's basically just a Godzilla movie and Mothra shows up at the end. and But Godzilla fights a giant lobster man, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's well, pretty that fun. Leads me to, that leads me to an obvious plug that I forgot. If you like uh, gorilla movies, there's a <laughs> oh. movie called Mr. Go on Amazon Prime. It's about a gorilla that plays baseball. And Tyler got it for me on DVD for Christmas like two years ago. I think it was on Blu-ray, sir. <laughs> no, it's on DVD. I, I think there probably isn't the Blu-ray. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's definitely DVD. Dang it. Um, but I, I just I think there probably just isn't a Blu-ray of it because it came out like 2013 or something. Yeah, I guess there's Blu-ray by then. But, um, it's a South Korean gorilla yeah, baseball it's, movie. It's yeah, it's yeah, and you don't. No one has an excuse anymore. Like before, Parasite won an Oscar, people would be like, "Oh, I don't want to watch the subtitles." I'd be like, "You're missing out." But fine. But now that Parasite won an Oscar, I'm like, you can't use that excuse anymore. <laughs> no one can use the yeah. excuse that. I was like, it's like not only a foreign film, but literally a South Korean film. Like now you can't even use that excuse. So I tell everybody they have to watch it. But it's just a really good fam. Uh, it's like a good baseball movie. Um, really fun to watch. I highly recommend it. I was trying to look up what won best foreign film or international film in 2013. Because it should have been Mr. Go. <laughs> it should have been Mr. Go. I mean, what else was out there that would have contended? Nothing. Throw them all, all the other important <laughs> movies in the trash. Mr. Go is here. And that movie is, like, there's no sequel to Mr. Go, but it is definitely a franchise movie. There's not even an argument needed for that. So, Joseph, We're just gonna do yeah. it. Joseph, we'll have you back at some point. We'll talk about Mr. We, Go. We definitely, yeah, because I was like, when you were like, what other movies do you want to talk about? I was like, well, Mr. Go, but I know it's not a franchise. No, I mean, it is. But it, I want it We to all be, know what happens at the end. We, it's I a want, franchise, though. I want Mr. Go to be the next Air Bud. I'm going to make a whole series where he plays... Like he'd be perfect, like because the thing, like everybody doesn't even make sense, because like a dog can't, like a dog can't play baseball. I'm sorry, like it doesn't have arms, <laughs> doesn't have, can't throw. I mean, dogs but have a gorilla, arms, but gorilla well, is, legs, has huh? arms. Well, I mean, like it, it can't like hold a bat. Like a gorilla could do everything a human can do. Except so, like, more. you literally could have a, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Not literally everything, but as far as sports go, like a gorilla could could throw or catch a football. A gorilla could hit a home run. A gorilla could uh, imagine a gorilla goalie in hockey like that. Dude, That'd he would. Cool. Like, no one would ever be able to score on him. Mr. Goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mr. Goal. <laughs> that's that's Mr. Go to Mr. Go to Gorilla in Goal. That's the that's oh, the title. Man. Yeah, it's gonna be good. That, so that, it's a future franchise. That's that's the podcast. Yeah, maybe my, I'll pitch yeah. all my Mister. Maybe I'll pitch all my Mister. Go sequel ideas on the franchise podcast. That sounds. Good. I love it. I th- I think that should be our thing. We'll we'll come we'll come to you. And I think I really want to do like when especially when the pandem- pandemic, so my big group watches or like we have like more than one guest. And I think Mister. Go would be perfect for all of us to kind of submit a Mister. Go sequel movie. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's pack everyone into an AMC since they don't want people wearing face masks there. They double backed on that. I <laughs> saw on Twitter. They're like, "Fine, we have to wear masks. We're fucking idiots. We admit it." <laughs> and we'll have a screening at AMC, and we'll raise the roof and make some noise and make a sequel to Mister Go. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, do you have anything to plug, Joseph, before we leave? Besides Mister Go, I guess that was your plug, huh? Mister Go. 
Yeah, and our podcast, which Connery plugs every week anyway. But <laughs> so I don't know if you want me to plug it or if you want to plug it. Um, I'm, I want you to say nice things about the show we made, so you you plug it this time. <laughs> all right. So yeah, Connor and I, as you all know, have a, another podcast called Starship Impala, where we play Starfinder, which is a tabletop role playing game made by Paizo, very similar to their fantasy series Pathfinder, except it's sci fi. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We, we play, we did a whole season with Connery and we're working slowly through a season that, (laughs) that I wrote as a GM and, uh, there's kind of, we're kind of in a lull because of quarantine and all, but, um, hopefully sometime in the new year we'll have some, uh, new episodes coming out. Mm -hmm. A bright future is in store. We're just hibernating and we'll come back stronger than ever. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, where you're just going to see me reposting um, comic book pictures, you can just follow me at Connery Hansen, spelled with a K. Uh, follow- you can also follow huh? our podcast, the Starship and Paula podcast on Twitter. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Jacob runs Do that. that too. Follow Starship and Paula podcast on Twitter because Jacob <laughs> updates it way more than I update the uh, franchise pod <laughs> Twitter. He does? <laughs> He still hasn't even updated that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not so much now because we haven't had new content out in a while. Yeah, but, uh, but he definitely did. He does a good job. Yeah, I forgot what I said I would plug earlier. Follow us at Franchise Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and the Franchise Podcast at Gmail dot com. Nobody's sending us emails yet. Even if you send us an email with no subject that says like "but lol." We'll be excited, and we'll read it on the, on air. We'll read it on air, because we, we want to know that. that somebody's listening to this. And yeah, Throw us uh, a goddamn bone, everyone. Like, jeez. Jacob, you, you're just excluded, Jacob, because I know you'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it, and, we'll just, and the child will be really excited, like, oh, it's Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I would be delighted if Jacob emailed us, even if it was but LOL. But... Um, <laughs> Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please mm-hmm. try to give us five stars <laughs> and try leave to. some reviews. We, we see your finger hovering above the one, but give us five. Yeah, and that concludes our first chapter in the Back to the Future franchise. Yeah. And like Doc Brown always says, uh, Joseph, say something. <laughs> if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Is that the whole line? You can accomplish anything? Yeah, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything.
this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? No, 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 this sucker's electrical. But I need a nuclear reaction to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity I need. Doc, you don't just walk into a store and, and buy plutonium. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Your cousin, Marvin Barry, you know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Rose, well, we're going, we don't need Rose.